0: Day at nine. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them. Maybe and now here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde.
2: Yellowstone sucks. Fight me.
0: We're not going to spoil anything for the audience. I'm actually surprised that you watched it though, because your position has long been Yellowstone sucks. So I'm surprised that you jumped yeah, right back in.
2: I'm really bored.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, here's something to uh, excite you. Did they catch the murderer in Idaho yet, or is he still on the loose?
2: Isn't this story fucking crazy? You know, I was in Moscow when this happened.
0: Oh, really? I did not Just know that.
2: Randomly, my husband and I were like, "Let's go to Moscow." Yeah. Um, and then the next day. I was like, oh, my God, did you know that, that they found they didn't find their bodies for a little while? But um, when I initially read the story, I was like, this has to be some kind of murder, suicide thing. But no, they were all four of them were stabbed to death.
0: And there's that picture
2: on the outside of the house.
0: It's exactly what I was going to ask you. If people didn't see and you don't know what we're talking about, because it's quasi national news. But there were four college students murdered in an off campus home at the University of Idaho, Idaho in Moscow. And the photo that has emerged, I searched because I thought they had, like, seen photos. And I was like, okay, I got to see what this looks like. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> but uh, the photo that is out there, I don't know how exactly it happened, but they were killed inside, stabbed, and blood apparently bled through the floor. The, the or, floor, but yeah. you, from, the ex, from the outside, the home exterior, you can see It was dripping blood. down the
2: siding. Right.
0: Yeah. So, and... and puzzlingly, they don't have a guy in custody. They're saying there's no threat to the public because this was a quote unquote crime of passion. But there's they a also guy said it was
2: a burglary gone wrong.
0: How did he stab four people and and manage to get away? And there's no threat to the public.
2: Yeah. I think they were sleeping, probably. But then I yeah, saw maybe. a video that came out of them. It was like one hour before they were stabbed to death. It's like, was this person just like waiting in their apartment?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But it, it, that's a crazy story. And the fact that they haven't found him is, uh, well, we'll see where that goes. Um, hey, did you catch the big speech last night? Nope. Trump is in. That's pretty much it. That was the speech. Yeah. Trump uh, is in.
2: I'm not doing this again.
0: Well, how about this? Speaking of doing it again, Mitch McConnell, as of today, officially your Senate minority leader. So we're back. We're back in the game. Uh, exciting news to start <laughs> to start the week. Anyway, uh, oh, a quick announcement. I should have made it before we started uh, talking about all those stories. But as next week is the the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, there will be no call in show next week. That's uh, November 23rd. We'll be off that week, but we will return as usual on November 30th. So we'll be happy to take your calls as usual then. Thanks for your patience and, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Other than that, we will run tonight's show like we usually do. You guys are familiar with how the call-in show works, but if you need uh, instructions for how to participate, they are, uh, in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. And if you'd like to participate, but you're having trouble getting in live or you can't do it, uh, live, of course you can, um send us an email question as well. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website, com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. And uh, that's all I got. Anything else before we uh, hop into the calls? Nope, let's do it. I should probably remind me, I should probably tell our call screener that we canceled next week's show too. I don't think I've told oh, him yeah. yet. So yeah. he would probably show up and be like, what the hell? And then remember uh, it's uh, Thanksgiving here in the United States. I, d- I assume they don't do that in Australia, right? Uh, the aussies are gonna have to fill me in do you guys have your own thanksgiving at a different time or is thanksgiving just not a thing anyway uh caffeine cold and green are you there
3: yeah howdy how are you guys
0: we are well what's on your mind
3: good i was just gonna say hi but then i said how are you guys i i know that gets old after the 50th time but <laughs> that's I'm quite all right you're up so first I, tonight I, so it's not yeah, old. i can lay claim it's, to it it's
0: completely fresh
3: well cool thanks uh for having me on I'm calling from the great state of Michigan. Mm. Cool. Uh, I've called before uh, and told you about Michigan's handgun registry. Matt, you might remember that. That was a month ago.
0: It sounds familiar. Yeah. I wasn't, I guess I wasn't aware that you had one, but uh, yeah, I guess it's, you
3: know. it's odd. You, uh, you can purchase it at a store just like normal. They do a background check and then you, they give you a paper that you're, uh, that you're meant to send in uh, to the state police
0: meant to, or required to, uh,
3: I, I said meant to, I'll stand by it. Um, okay.
0: Well, I mean, I, that's the it's, legal standard. It's, it's, it's just encouraged, but not required. What's the legal well, standard. Do you know?
3: You could say required. That feels a little strong, but that's probably what it should be.
0: Um, but it's, but you as it, the purchaser are responsible for sending in the paperwork correct. and not the, not the yeah. shop or the seller.
3: Yep. Oh. Yep. It's on the, it's on the purchaser. Okay. And, if if one uh, doesn't do that, then it's a, a civil infraction like a part. Oh, tickets. that's right. Right. That's right. Two hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. They're not going to kick down your so, door, but they're going to send you a, a bill in the mail or something.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not what I was calling to talk about. But I, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> was thinking about that. Um, first of all, thanks for uh, helping me keep my sanity. I work on the university campus here and it's good to hear some other uh, some A variety of viewpoints, and you guys help provide that. So thank <laughs> well, you for that.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it.
3: Um, and, yeah, being in Michigan and voting the other week, uh, YouTube, uh, uh, Gretchen Whitmer must have paid tons of money because, you know, every 20 seconds we were getting a an anti-Tudor Dixon ad. Mm. <clears throat> My children are old enough that they now pick up on some of this stuff. And he's like, you know. Uh, my oldest was asking a little bit about what was going on, who is that, you know. <laughs> and as soon as I said, oh, well, the lady that paid for this ad, she's the one that kept you out of school for so long. Said, oh, <laughs> vote, vote her out, Dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no dice, I guess. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't be shocked. But there was that moment in the debate, too, where she claimed that she only shut down schools for three months or something like yeah. that. And yeah. I think
3: there are some corners of the state that might have only been shut down for three months, but... Here, uh where we're at it was it was around a year and a half
0: that's outrageous my god yeah that was for yeah, yeah, yeah. your yeah. kids were kept out of school for a year and a half did you have to do a remote yeah. or what did you do
2: it's wild yeah.
3: remote it, it was me. remote and then i was also uh working from home i i would usually go into campus just because you know if we're having three or four people streaming video in and out that that's a pretty heavy yeah burden on our uh, on our internet but yeah it was it was nuts and then they went back into uh in person a few days a week and then they actually (laughs) so i'm in uh i'm in ann arbor uh which is big college town as you Mm -hmm. might know and the parents had to get a lawyer on retainer and start suing start the process of suing the school board to get back in person
0: that's how it happened yeah, they yeah, eventually won the... in court. It wasn't even a just a no, decision no. by the it, leadership.
3: Just as soon as the lawyer was put on retainer and started working, you know what? What do you know? Two or three days later, magically oh. the wheels had turned. Then they came. Yeah,
0: but that was a year and a half later. So you're talking this was into nearly 2022 so this, until kids were back in school.
3: Um, yeah. So let's see. This was the end of spring of 20. Let's see. We we got out. Yeah, February or March probably of twenty twenty. Yeah. Um and yeah, the end of that spring they with the lawyer involved, uh they went back for a few weeks for the the end of that school year. And then for the next uh few months, or then it was summertime. When we went back, it was uh it was kind of part time. They were doing it in in shifts or cohorts, oh, God. if I remember correctly. <laughs> and then it finally all got sorted out. So, you know. A year ago,
0: what, if any, consequences do you see for your kids? What have been the effects?
3: Um, I think my kids generally are okay, but they're like every standard shows that that uh, groups are lagging behind, and I see this with university students as well. That you know, uh, they're just just behind where they should be, whether that's a few months behind or a solid year or more behind. Everyone's just a little. A little bit backlogged and, and well, they should be, which is too bad.
0: I, I'm fascinated from afar that anyone could affirmatively vote for someone like Gretchen Whitmer, yeah. but, but I know outside of, um, let's, just, let's play the game and, and say it's all, uh, that everyone loves Gretchen Whitmer. Um, of course. And then there's no shenanigans.
3: No, of course
0: what, not. What do you think the people who actually support her, what is, what do they see in her? What is their reasoning? Why do they like her?
3: I, I don't know. I, I, I think it was mostly a vote against Tudor Dixon. They ran some, some pretty strong um, opposition ads. And I think what they did were she effective. do?
0: What was her worst quality?
3: Uh, Tudor Dixon?
0: Yeah, I don't. I know hardly anything uh, about her.
3: Probably stance on abortion, like kind of a hardline stance oh. on abortion. Um, and she's backed by Betsy DeVos. A lot of people, especially uh, left-leaning folks, really hate Betsy DeVos around here. She's a Michigander. So, <laughs> people like, so the kids were like
0: kicked her. out of school and you're mad at someone else because they, I don't know, they might restore it, more local control from the federal government on schools uh-huh. or something like that.
4: Yeah. Betsy it, DeVos,
0: it was... of all the um, the villains, I like people they try to villainize, <laughs> Betsy DeVos is one of the not that i'm a, a huge fan or something but the the villainization of her makes some of the least sense in my yeah, opinion. yeah
2: she's kind of innocuous right
0: she just she as far as i understand her she wants the federal government to have a minimal role ideally no role if you ask me but the, at least a minimal role in the education system overall and that yeah that's villainous yeah
3: and opening up yeah school uh, school of choice things like that yeah, but she's like she's old Michigan money, and I guess people really have it out for her. And there might be stuff that I don't know about her, but uh, you know, the the opposition ads were really strong, and they yeah. were every you know before every video. My kids are old enough that they now watch some YouTube, and yeah, yeah before every video, it would roll some uh, some anti-Tudor Dixon ad.
0: Godspeed in that state, man. Really Godspeed in yeah, a lot well, of states. I don't mean to single it out, but Gretchen Whitmer is just one of those that really uh disheartens me. The idea that yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that that, that lady be- during Corona was just outrageous going after the barbershop man and all the other nonsense. And the yeah, idea that yeah, people yeah. say, it, Yes, ma'am, please, let's have some more. We loved it. It's just it it's really demoralizing to me, and to these be honest.
3: Didn't really come up in uh in debates or in conversation, uh which I was Pretty surprised about because you know it's not like it's not like 20 years ago and people you know have kind of glossed over it. This was yeah. six months ago or a year ago that these things were happening. Well,
0: thank you for the uh, thoughts. I hope the best for your family yeah. and for your kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Thank you very much. Um, I will leave you with some some good news. I have a a new 12 gauge fishing rod that I'm going to take hunting okay. uh, over into Kansas uh, in a few in a week. I'm going to go out there and and do some 12 gauge fishing. And it should be fun.
0: All right. Well, happy fishing, I guess. I'm not sure I even follow, but okay. (laughs) No, that
3: uh, if you know, salty cracker. Oh, I don't know
0: the reference, but I assume that you're trying to get to to bag some sort of animal.
3: Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, We're going to go pheasant hunting. It should be a blast. Oh, cool. All right. We'll have fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys very much. Yep. Thanks for having a good one. Yep.
0: Okay. Hold on. There we go uh viking jesus is up next viking jesus are you there yeah yeah how's it going guys we are well hey are you you're still in oregon right
5: unfortunately yes yeah
0: oh, man. well i saw the uh my my prediction that they were going to elect the republican governor did not was not realized and they went with uh the uh yeah, i wondered, the lgbt I wondered governor
5: shenanigan that but...
0: oh you think there were shenanigans do you
5: uh officially
0: well i don't know i mean you can you can phrase it in susan language if you want but susan well, compliant you know. language i should say
5: well you know free freest and fairest election ever
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't i didn't mean to uh to impose a topic on you i was just fascinated by uh the state of politics in oregon so uh, whatever well, also, you'd like to off, discuss uh,
5: dangerous uh, first off dangerous spaces is, has officially been notified that, that there's no uh call-in show next week okay well uh, i'll still have to get is, uh, i'll still
0: have to email him to say i'm a, i apologize for the uh poor uh what's the word i'm looking for communication here something like that uh, i should he should get that from me instead <laughs> of uh, me saving that for the last minute and uh, him hearing it secondhand but i appreciate the gesture
5: no, uh, and uh, so what? I, what I was calling in to talk about tonight was was somewhat related to the the election. It's the uh, or- Oregon's uh, new draconian gun um, oh, gun control yeah. bills.
0: Did you see this, blonde? Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we did talk about it a little with an Oregon caller the week uh, before the midterms, no. but this was a ballot measure. You want to explain <laughs> the terms?
5: So uh, not not only does it limit uh, limit uh, magazines to ten rounds. Uh, with exceptions, you can keep them if you have them, but you can't leave your house with them.
0: <laughs> what? what? <laughs> okay,
2: you can't so go if to the range or anything?
5: If you can go to the range, but if you do, it has to be in a locked container separate from the firearm,
2: oh, unloaded.
5: God. And if you get caught with it, you have to prove that you had it before.
0: How? It's up to you to How? prove that
5: you had it before.
0: How? I first of all magazines aren't serialized if you have like 30 of them you, any one of them is interchangeable with the other assuming they're the same PMAGs or you know USGI mags or whatever they are um, exactly so the idea that you're going to prove that well I could show you a, a receipt for like a PMAG from five years ago but I might have got that PMAG from my friend uh, fi- you know five days ago how would they know
5: or you know I, I live two, I live two hours from the Idaho border, you know, I mean. It's,
0: right. Just drive over there and buy it. This is so preposterous. You're supposed to, this is the same thing the feds well, already do with NFA the, items. I mean, you're supposed to carry around your documentation at all times.
5: Bill. That's not even the most preposterous portion of the bill. It's, it's um, so in order to buy a new firearm, you have to go in and take a, uh, take a uh, class. And part of this class, you have to, uh, is a live fire portion. And in most places, you have to bring your own firearm.
0: Okay. Well, how do you get it if you're a brand new buyer? exactly. So you can't, you borrow one or do they give you, what do you do? How do you even train? If you have to pass the test, how do you train for the test?
5: Yeah, for real. You can't, yeah, you can't borrow one because if you do that, that's a train, that's, that is a firearm transfer and you need a background (laughs) (laughs) check. You need a permit a background check to, in order, in order to, to do that.
0: You know okay, so did. so they don't have a facility. When you do, when you go to take this test, they don't. Pro- you can't buy a firearm because you're not licensed to, and they don't provide you with one, and you can't borrow one. Is that what you're telling me? No. Yes. There's no way that's going to hold up. There's. Well, I don't know. I guess I. There's. I've been saying there's no way they're going to do a lot of things for several years now. <laughs> so, but. But here we are. My God, that's. Uh, OK, well, somebody's got to be challenging this, though. I assume the lawsuits are already they're working on. Yeah,
5: it. I mean, as well, as soon as as soon as the uh, the election, as soon as the the vote gets certified, uh, there's people already standing at the Yeah, uh, uh, Excuse me, I can talk. There's people already standing at the courthouse with paper uh, paperwork Good. and lawsuits drawn up to be, t- uh, you know, to be turned in as soon as. As soon as the vote gets certified. Well,
0: and the thing that's so disheartening about this, my my initial my, my knee jerk reaction is Big Bird costume, you know, pitchforks, Big Bird costume, uh, colonial spirit, revolutionary yeah. spirit. But this was a ballot measure. I don't know who got it on the ballot. I don't know the entire history of it, but this is by the vote was, of the people. It's not like imposed on you by some tyrant. This is people yeah. voluntarily signing up for this nonsense. <coughs> and and again, yeah, another and episode passed, that's just um, very disheartening.
5: Yeah, and it passed like forty-nine point two percent to fifty-point eight percent.
0: Ooh, so narrow. So it's it, it's all of Portland yeah. and Eugene just imposing on the rest of the state as usual. Yeah, yeah. So in your case, I I don't mean to out you, but I would assume that you are probably previously armed. Are you allowed to keep those arms? And you could use a yes. hypothetical person if you don't want to discuss your personal well, yes. situation as
5: a matter of fact if you live in Oregon I recommend you you go to your gun dealer and buy now because the the next system is already backed up for uh about four to six weeks
0: God, dude the, so it won't take effect until when how long does an Oregonian have
5: uh 30 days after the vote is certified
0: so probably years end optimistically um, maybe before that
5: we're we're looking yeah we're looking at uh projected as mid-January
0: Oh, okay. So you do have a little bit of time, but, and, and I will remind, um, Oregonians too, cause you, you might be right that, uh, that there might be a run on the shops there. If you're an Oregonian who would like to arm yourself before legally, Susan legally, uh, before this takes effect, you, as a reminder, you can purchase online, you can have it shipped to an FFL, you can have it transferred to you. That's all perfectly legal. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I, I certainly would if I was if I was a person in Oregon at all concerned with my own self-defense, I would I would be p- making a purchase before this takes effect.
2: Yeah,
5: yeah my uh, my dealer when, uh, when I when I went in on a Veterans Day to uh, I bought an AR-10 mm-hmm. and uh, got my background check. And even with my concealed carry that put me to the front of the line, there were still 1500 people in front of me.
0: Fifteen hundred yeah. at this one? Are you talking about Nix checks across the, the country being processed right now?
5: Uh, in the Nix checks, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, usually I go by and it's almost instant because my concealed carry puts me at the front of the line. Yeah, it took four days.
0: Oh man, I've never experienced you, that personally. If
5: you don't have a concealed carry permit, they're looking at uh, mid-December.
0: Whoa, that's because of the NICS system, not because of Oregon, whatever.
5: Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was just to, because of the Nix system.
0: Just to clarify terms for people who m- may not be familiar. Nix refers to the federal background check system. And and if that is backed up to the degree that you're talking about, now I haven't made a purchase in a little while, I've never had uh any kind of weight like that, but but what you <coughs> would be talking about would theoretically apply in any state. It's not just an Oregon thing.
5: Yeah. On average, they do about 600 background checks a day
0: uh the nick system that's got to do way more than that
5: what uh what what they were telling me is they go through about 600 a day i, I don't know if it's um i don't know if it's done by region or what
0: But yeah maybe because there's got to be that know. means there's far more than 600 firearm purchases nationally from licensed dealers a day yeah so i don't know yeah i'm I have no idea what's going on with that because I haven't, um, I haven't made a purchase in a little while now because you know, <laughs> you got to save for gas and food now and and all of that. So uh, yeah, firearms have regrettably become a luxury purchase. Uh, but wow, uh, thanks for the info on that. I, I knew it was bad, but that sounds even worse than I had yeah. you know, previously heard. Um, did you have any closing thoughts on it?
5: Um fuck Tina fuck
0: Tina <laughs> she's stunning and brave and so is her wife maybe not maybe just brave maybe yeah, not Kate
5: Brown number two
0: Kate Brown is a smoke show compared to Tina Kotak, dare I say <laughs> all right thanks man yeah. godspeed have a good night <sighs> trying to find the cheerfulness trying to find the optimism trying to find why
2: why Embrace yeah, it. Yeah,
0: well, I don't know. Uh, it, it, yeah. I just know that f- for all of this stuff to happen in neighboring states, it's not its not out of the question that this stuff comes for us, although I'd like to believe you try this shit in Idaho or Montana.
2: I don't know. We're, it's not great here.
0: It—it it, All it takes is a critical mass of voters to come in and vote away your rights. That's what's so disheartening to me. That's why as we talked about on Sunday, I will constantly try to, you know, laugh and chuckle our way through clown world. And that's fun to some extent, but when you have people voting away their rights in this way, it's just, yeah, it's, it's so disheartening. It's like, you didn't even get taken over. You didn't even get defeated. You didn't even, you chose this. Yeah.
2: Voluntary slavery. Well, it's not slavery if it's voluntary. Is
0: it? Yeah. I get what you're saying though. It's uh. It is a paradox, but they, there's something there's something to it anyway. Hey, uh, look who's up next. Dell, the redneck Dell. It's been a minute.
6: Oh, a couple, actually. Yeah. How, how y'all doing?
0: How have you been?
7: Hey,
6: doing all right. Doing all right. Getting by around here.
0: Uh, how's uh, Maud and the family?
6: Yeah, Maud's, Maud's okay, I guess. She got she uh, got into an accident with a curling iron.
0: Oh, no. But, uh, it, what? What happened?
6: I don't know. She didn't want me to know. She tried to hide it. She wanted me to know about it, but uh, you know, I figured it out when she couldn't look at me with a straight face.
0: <laughs> okay. Ayo. Yeah. Well, what's uh, what are the other ongoings at the Double Wide?
6: So, well, one of the things we're trying to do is uh, stock up on diesel fuel. Apparently, because there's supposed to be a big old shortage of uh, diesel fuel. We went out to the uh, the pig the Piggly Wiggly and. Just started. We, we lit, this is this is serious. By the way, I uh, stocked up on a toilet paper because that happened uh, when COVID came around, and now I'm gonna stock up a few other things too, some canned goods and stuff. Because apparently, the East Coast, uh, North Carolina is one of the states they say is gonna hit get hit hardest with diesel shortage, which means no deliveries. Yeah, this diesel
0: diesel shortage is uh, the real deal. I've I've heard from what a I few heard. truckers, and I don't know that much about what the backup supply normal levels are but i'm told that usually we have something in 40 to 50 days worth of diesel fuel on hand as a result of all of the different ways in which we've reduced our energy production or made it harder for energy you know just all the things we've been doing with energy production in this country we're now down to something in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 so almost cut in half that
6: was that was a month ago
0: oh so what are we at now
6: uh, they said it went up a little bit, but right now, oh, so okay. Um, they, they said uh, on October fourteenth they had twenty five point four days left of the still of supplies. Yeah, um, I'm and not sure uh, where they are now, I'd have to look it up. But it uh, should I've been getting ready.
0: It should be an obvious point, but if you don't have diesel, you don't move anything. Uh, you don't That's have right. groceries. And it you affects everything. Groceries. You don't, you don't have anything. Yeah, I mean, you're, and
6: people think people think. Yeah, well, I'm driving a car. And it's uh, you know, it runs on regular gas. I don't worry about diesel. Guess what delivers your regular gas?
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if you cut I'm off sorry. the diesel supply, that is immediate apocalypse scenario. You're talking yeah. about, I mean, you don't have the zombies, but uh, you're talking about people without food and people without supplies. And when they don't have those things, they have to get them, which means they go for the people who have them, which means you. That's what happens if diesel runs out.
6: Yeah. And I haven't I haven't been seeing that on the major news organizations either. I mean, I've been hearing it on the web. I've been hearing it on news. You go to Newsweek and places like that, and you see, yeah, they do have an article about it, but it's not Banner. You're getting ready to run out of diesel fuel. Something's got to be done. It's all, yeah, well, you know. In terms, Democrats win. Doing good, all right, yeah. and that's about all you hear.
0: Yeah, uh, I have seen a few photos circulating Twitter of diesel outages, outright outages at certain uh, gas stations. The mm-hmm. one, latest one I saw was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I haven't seen a ton, but I have seen them here and there.
6: Well, and I've uh, I, we started stocking up, and uh, is it uh, going to be a I Mad Max future? <laughs> I figure, I figure, probably. I got canned goods, I got toilet paper, and it's not going to go bad. It'll, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and. We just don't have to go to the store for a while. But uh, if I'm right and uh, I'm going to have people knocking down my door, that's why I got my yeah. shotgun out.
7: Wow. For
2: toilet paper. Yep. This our uh, that's what went
6: fast. That that's what went first when COVID hit. Right. Right. People like People were like, holy crap. There's a there's a pandemic. Oh, my God. And they all shit their pants and had to go get no toilet paper.
0: That was always so weird. It's like uh, of all the crucial supplies I would want in an actual apocalypse. Toilet paper is nice. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't <laughs> consider it. I, it wouldn't be in my like top 10 of must haves. I don't That's, know. That,
6: that was a big surprise. So I'm prepared this time. I don't think I might be selling some out of the back of the double wide <laughs> if uh, it gets to that point.
0: Uh, did Democrats uh, overperform in North Carolina as well, or uh, did they actually lose? Yeah, their...
6: they did. No, they, really? we only had one Republican win, and the rest of them were uh
0: just the, the uh, the senator. Very, guy? very
6: disappointing, very disappointing. Hmm. Yeah, just the senator. That's it. Oh, uh, well, like, there might have been one other one, I can't remember, but most of the major ones were all blue. It was yeah. uh, pretty disappointing.
0: Well, amazing. Uh, I'm glad
6: it's only been Pennsylvania, though.
0: Uh-huh.
6: That guy, uh, Fetterman, have you ever seen that movie Sling Blade?
0: I have not. That's a movie, you right? Need to I haven't look seen at, it.
6: Yeah, it's a, look, at, look at pictures of Sling Blade. The guy... Uh, Let me see. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's picture of Sling Blade. They tell me he don't look just like... Fetterman don't just look like that. Don't look just like that.
0: Sling Blade, Billy Bob. Oh, yeah, kind of, but... Uh... Fetterman is way bigger and probably fat. Nah, just
6: look at the head. Did you look at the face? Because that's he, like they zoom yeah. in on the face when he talks. And I'm thinking, is this, this is another is this the replay of Sling Blade again. Oh no, it's <laughs> Fetterman giving another speech.
0: He kind of has the same posture and sort of default face uh, facial expression yeah. too. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot of similarities. It
6: makes the same sense as the guy too. Apparently.
4: <laughs> yeah.
6: Okay.
0: Well, uh, any thoughts? Uh, any closing thoughts before we let you go?
6: Oh well, I was had uh, a couple more things I actually. Forgot a couple more things. Um, Actually, all right, I, uh, I always
0: have time for a couple punchlines.
6: Get one, all right? Well, Maud, uh Maud came up with a new invention. Mm. I don't know if you're going to hear about this though. Uh, you know that thing on the toilet uh, that uh, scorch your, your nether regions? It's a bidet or something like that. Yes, Maud has come up with a new redneck bidet. That's Go where on. She lay, that's where she lays on the ground under someone and spits. Oh no! Okay. No, no, no! You'd be surprised what tobacco spit <laughs> got. Oh, get out of here, doe oh, All right, all right. I'll see y'all later. Bye
0: Just bye. one? I thought there were more. All right.
6: Uh, well, she wouldn't let me. So. I, right. One more. One
0: I, w- I want one more. One more.
6: You want one more? Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, Zeke was bragging the other day that uh, all the women he slept with, but uh, I told him, you know, when I was his age, I preferred to brag about the ones that didn't fall asleep.
0: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Fair thank enough.
6: you. All right. Thank later. you, Del. No. Yeah. Have a great night. you too bye-bye boo
0: (laughs) let's see we are due for a break right at the bottom of the hour here let's uh see if we have a few things to read here uh nicholas h says is this susan allowed has susan released her policy on the 2022 election no dem uh a party that starts with d Cheated to steal many elections in 2022. Uh, Your thoughts. Do you have anything to add to that?
2: Yeah. I mean, this is this is the future that we're looking at. It's going to be like this every time. Hmm. Every time. Then we're not going to be able to talk about it. And, you know, I don't know what anybody's expecting. Like, why is anybody surprised?
0: Well, the, the most realistic plan I've seen circulating Twitter is uh, what we got into a little bit on Sunday. And that is just. If they're professional ballot farmers, you're going to have to out-farm them. You're going to have to out-harvest. And uh, if you want to play within the system, that's the only solution that I see. The trouble is they have lots and lots of paid operatives and lots and lots of funding yep. for Like, And the other variable I hadn't even considered is that the nature of their typical voter also makes it easier. Yeah, usually they're going to be harvesting in urban centers, which means proximity to individual voters is shorter or you know, everybody's closer together. If you want to harvest in, say, Montana, which you probably don't have to, but let's say that that was the situation uh, you're going to drive like <laughs> your distance between voters is much, much broader. And so you're going to be dri- driving these long distances, wasting your time. Whereas if you're harvesting in, say, Philadelphia, you're probably going to get a hundred ballots for maybe, maybe not a hundred to one, but let's say 10 to one ballots in Philadelphia compared to rural Montana or rural Idaho or something like that. Now, realistically, we don't need to battle over these States anyways, at least for president. You don't need to ballot harvest in Montana or Idaho to get those votes.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But if you want to win, you want to win the crucial States of Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, those kind of States, you're going to have to harvest those States. And the question is, Do you find the Fettermans in the nursing home and and get them to vote Republican? Or do you go into the more rural areas and find people who are already more inclined to vote Republican? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I know it costs a lot of money. You're going to have to have your own Soros to pay for that sort of op.
2: There are other ways to deal with this.
0: Uh, You mean within the system or outside?
2: Clearly outside.
0: Hmm. Well, I guess we'll discuss those later on.
2: Will we? I don't think we will. I don't think we can.
0: GIAR says Yellowstone was slow. Watch spinoffs and Tulsa King. Uh, Well, there's only the the only spinoff is 1883,
2: right? Isn't there another one coming out?
0: Yeah, the one 1923 or whatever is being filmed in Butte, Montana right now. Okay. Which I will probably check out. It's currently being
2: filmed. Okay, that sucks.
0: Well I think they're I think their season 1 filming is done or near completion. That's uh Harrison Ford is in it and I forget who else.
2: Right. We talked but I, about I, this. I'll one.
0: definitely check that out. And I did watch Most of Dances with Wolves today and I'm not going to comment on my thoughts on the movie, but so I noticed long. uh one of the main Indians is from 1883 i'm like that, that's the guy who told i know J. they D. always dutton. reuse the reuse the indians <laughs> i'm yeah. just like it's it's gonna be weird it's gonna be all of a sudden kevin costner as uh john dunbar dances with wolves is gonna run into kevin costner as john dutton and they're gonna be <laughs> spider-man pointing at each other yeah. uh it's gonna yeah. be really weird or jd dutton his great great grandfather whoever that was <laughs> anyway um moist farts my daughter turned 21 soon and has expressed an interest in getting her CWP or concealed weapons uh, permit. I've offered her some suggestions about the process, but I have no idea the best method for carrying for a female. Was wondering if you had any suggestions. Thanks, faggots. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't carry. so Wow. I don't know. What? I'm going to have to work on you. You got to carry.
2: I'm not going to do that. I, hmm. I live in a safe place so that I don't have to carry. And the
0: Until it's me not carry. safe, though. That's the point. But I agree. It's certainly different than... You know, it's Listen, ironic. It's like you're you're more than welcome to carry in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where it's mostly yeah. safe. Same with Bozeman, yeah. Montana. If you go to an unsafe place, like you <laughs> want to go to San Francisco, or, you know, if I take my family to San Francisco or Minneapolis or something, uh, I can't carry in those places. And those are the places I really, really, really would like to carry. Because mm-hmm. there might be a crazy guy who wants to throw my son off the third floor of the Mall of America or something.
2: I know. I know. But there's no need here. I mean... Women shouldn't have to carry if their husbands are carrying.
0: Well, I suppose if you're pretty much always together, but uh, the situation depends. Like you don't know in a situation where your husband is. I mean, a worst case situation where he is taken out by somebody, or his gun is not accessible. It's on him, and he's taken out. Then, then you're at the mercy of whoever that person might be, but.
2: But I'm not an experienced firearms owner. So I'm still like when you decide to carry a firearm, you have done a risk benefit analysis where you Mm -hmm. decide that it's more likely that you'll get attacked by some bystander than like your toddler gets in your purse or something.
0: Yeah. I have the same uh, sort of discussions with my wife. She's not carry resistant, but she's not. I wouldn't say that she's carry enthusiastic either. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's hard for me to. You know, on the record, I don't even want to say how she chooses to carry because I don't want it's one thing for me to say that for myself, because then if you were to encounter me in public and you would kind of know what my setup is in her situation, I I don't really want to put her in that situation. So I'll I'll probably have to punt this question, but I will say there there are actually a lot of um, really for anybody who, who decides to carry, whether you're a man, woman, whatever. Uh, there, the carry preference comes at least in my mind. There, there, there are people who will tell you it's objectively better to carry this certain way for reasons X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. And certainly, there might be benefits to draw speed or benefits to concealability or whatever else. But f- for me, as long as you have the firearm on you and ready to go, that's a lot better than being completely helpless. So just like. Uh, your choice of carry firearm comes down to a lot of personal preference and comfort issues. Same with the carrying. I I would say um, give yourself a few options. A lot of women prefer even carrying in a bag or like a purse. Now that's not the most prepared option because you're going to have to fumble around and dig through that. But there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of like women's uh, clothing that is even sort of uh, carry accommodating. So if you're just getting into it, my suggestion would be try a few different options, carry them for you know a day or two, see what works for you, and, and it'll be you'll you'll develop a habit or you'll find some comfort in a particular way that that suits you. Right, uh, much better to have it than not to have it. So just find a way that you can have it comfortably, and I'm sure you'll be in good shape. And congratulations on the decision incompetent hand says loved when blonde and quite quite frankly talked about punisher and daredevil you would like daredevil a lot too because he struggles with his catholicism does he
2: yeah i tried to look it up on netflix it's not on there
0: i don't know anything about it uh so but uh yeah it was cool to see you guys uh go back and forth a little bit because you know I've, i've liked frank for a long time and think he makes good stuff. And of course, you guys haven't interacted very much. So it was, mm-hmm. it was cool to. No, I think we've interacted
2: in. at all, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, at least not on air or not by video in that way. Hmm. Uh, and last one for now, Daniel Yeager says, start harvesting with the Georgia runoff just to get a baseline, then spend the next two years perfecting the practice. I say that's an option. Uh, I've Uh I have seen a lot of enthusiasm for this because I. I think I and many others are not necessarily optimistic about the pros uh, the prospect of out farming these farmers. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of a push. People like, say, oh, don't be black billed. Don't be defeatist. We have to beat them. It's kind yeah. of funny. The, the, the difficulty with this, too. And I'll be quick because we got to get back to the calls. Even if we were to beat them at the farming game, I don't want to live in that country where we're all just trying to drive around gathering other people's votes in this kind of dishonest, shady way. <sighs>
2: Yeah, but you have to deal with what you're, man, know. And, you know.
0: This strategy is is play the game to end the game, basically. And
2: well, we actually would have to fall through follow through with it in the event that we were able to achieve power.
0: You'd have to if you were able to achieve sufficient power, you'd have to end the practice. You'd have to get power in all of these you'd state have to legislatures, end the practice, but
2: also you'd have to do what we talk about doing all the time, like disbanding all the alphabet agencies and reducing the government deficit. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the Fed stuff like you got to yeah. do. that. But all this ballot harvesting stuff would have to be at the state and local level. And that, the critical mass. of. I guess it's not you don't have to do it in every state. If you want to beat them, you need to beat them in basically <laughs> Pennsylvania, Arizona, um, Georgia, <sighs> Michigan slash Wisconsin. Yeah, those are the ones that you have to pull.
2: And if we got really good at it, we can go into California.
0: <laughs> so then you know that you've truly ascended. If you out farm <laughs> them in California, you win. They have an entire army of the dead. OK, <laughs> like they they're like, what's that meme? It's always like the Night yep. King raising the dead in California to vote <laughs> for Democrats. Yeah. That's what California is like. Yep. OK, uh, let's hop back into the calls here. The most clever user, and then it c- cuts you off. I forgot what your username is, but you're a clever guy, right?
7: It's the most clever username.
0: The most clever username. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, what's in your mind?
7: Um, well, well, you guys are just talking about harvesting uh, mm-hmm. organs. About harvesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. In Orange County, California. Yeah. Uh, they lost a, a House seat on the last midterms.
0: They being the Democrats or the Republicans?
7: The Republicans lost the housing because Orange County is very Republican.
0: At least it used to be, but then they, they outfarmed it, didn't they? Didn't it turn blue yeah, a couple of so years Dems ago? Dems
7: outfarmed them. And yeah. then in this most recent uh, election, the, the Republicans outfarmed the Dems.
0: Did they? Well, that's encouraging. Yes. Yeah, so
7: they took that house seat back in, uh, in Orange County.
0: Is, uh, is Katie Porter Orange County or where is she? She had a really oh, close race too.
7: I don't know the details on that one.
0: She's California's forty-fifth. Um yeah, that's down like it's surrounding Anaheim. So she almost lost yeah. too.
7: Yeah, it's pretty close. It, they're still I mean California's California, so I think some of their counties are like only forty five percent tallied.
0: Yeah, they're still counting. <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah I agree. Really it's gonna be uh, vote month, not vote day. God, it's ridiculous. But anyways, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about um, Judges. Yeah. Okay. Um, I sent, like, an email question a, a while ago, and then it kind of got answered, but I don't think you really hit my my the point I was trying to get to. Okay. We we agree on a lot of stuff, and, and Judges was one that we tended to, to split apart on, and Blonde's stance on it was pretty black and white about it. Judges have way too much power. Hmm. And uh Matt's from my understanding was more gray, but is still in the stance of judges having too much power.
0: depends which wow. judges too are we talking all or are we talking uh what are we talking like Supreme Court here or what context
7: um well, this is kind of one of those you tell me <laughs> which which judges do you think have too much power
0: well. I think that the the United States Supreme Court has certainly usurped a lot, uh, both through, well, when they when they outright invent constitutional rights or outright invent federal policy to be imposed on the states by reading nonsense into the due process clause of the Fourteenth Amendment, for example. That's one problem where they've just mm-hmm. taken the philosophical liberty to create whatever they want. Uh, saying that they've interpreted it from the constitutional text where they can read the penumbras and the emanations and all the things that we can't see. But to go deeper, the reason that they can do that, the Supreme Court in particular, is because we have set up a standard whereby they have the final word. They have judicial review, not just for the interaction between the executive uh, and Congress at the federal level, but through the 14th amendment and the application of the states, they have the final word on any law written anywhere in this country. And that I think is a major problem. Uh, I I don't think that was, well, it's not just that. I don't think that was never the original intent in the design of this country. And even though there are, it certainly does create outcomes that I think are favorable. For example, I think uh, the striking down of the New York uh, concealed carry uh, law, was a good outcome, but is it correct as a philosophical and a legal matter for us to be imposing these things from the Supreme Court? Even, I suppose, in the case of the Second Amendment, when the when the federal constitution says you can't do that, at least according to their application and their reading. So that's a long winded way of saying um, if I could if I could drastically reduce the power of the Supreme Court such that it only reviewed the constitutionality of federal law and the interaction between the federal branches of government, I would do that even though it means that New York and California are going to get even more New York and California. I would take that trade.
7: So I'm glad you brought up, I'm glad you brought up the the New York gun control thing because um, you say that they have the final word, but, but do they really? Because, what what ultimately matters is the execution, the executive branch enforcing what these judges say. So if if with the gun control one, what did New York come out and say that they're not going to follow it? The well, they they created the a
0: new law relief. that's like even more ridiculous. To your point, yeah,
7: yeah, and then you did like a video on the student debt relief mm-hmm. um, that Biden doesn't have. a judge says that. Biden doesn't have the power to to um, to do that and then they say well we're going to do it anyways and the same thing with the uh, eviction moratorium they said well it's about to expire so then you can keep you can keep it going until it actually expires and then what do they do they they renew it again even though the the Supreme Court Told them that they couldn't do it yeah there's so, a fair
0: there's a fair point that their their ultimate power rests on the respect for their ultimate power it's not like they have an exactly. army of police officers to head on over to uh, right. the rabid beaver kathy exactly. hochel and tell her to so, right. I, so i i grant the point that in practice their power is maybe more theoretical than it is uh, actual but we uh, i guess the point that i'm making is we've created a legal structure where at least in theory or in application, they do have the final say. But it does re- it does require all of us to just grant that premise. I-, I agree.
7: Exactly. So my stance is that judges are weak in the sense that all of their power is based on their authority. And that authority is only useful to an executive branch that enforces their authority.
0: Okay. I'm not sure I completely... Fu- Could you phrase it another way? or
7: Because... Uh, the executive branch is is police officers. It's yeah. law enforcement, right? Right. So, if a judge deems something illegal, it doesn't matter until law enforcement actually applies what a judge has said. So yeah, like I would agree. California, California has like the biggest, um, penal code out of all all the states in the union, right?
0: The biggest, penal code. The biggest you know, penal
7: code.
0: <laughs> California just code. has a swinging penal code. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's right. I have no doubt that they have the biggest uh, law books
7: so, that exist. Because I, I work in law enforcement. So hmm. we don't have to know the book by heart because it'd be impossible to. Mm-hmm. But we have the book there. So when they say you, you know throw the book at somebody, not literally, but it's just like you can go through the penal code and charge people with ridiculous amount of, of of crimes. Yeah. Crimes you didn't know really existed. Um, and so it's the executive branch enforcing what a judge's order is that gives a judge his power without the executive branch without the law enforcement. A judge is nothing.
0: So could you, uh, Would you say that you think then judges have too little or too much power or neither? What is your stance?
7: My stance is that judges have only judges only have power that the executive branch will enforce.
0: Well, I guess my question is, is that good or is that bad?
7: I would say the only it's good, but the only danger is when they match up perfectly. It's like a freaking, um, match made in heaven of tyranny tyranny
9: yeah no checks and and balances
7: you have a corrupt ego bloated uh tyrannical judge with an executive branch that's willing to enforce his tyranny Hmm. that's the real danger that we have
0: all right well thank you for the thoughts i appreciate it did you have any closing thoughts
7: uh real quick because like i said i work in law enforcement i don't know we've had this discussion about uh working with the mentally ill oh yeah that's where i work in. i work in a mental health facility uh so i'm gonna tell you a story of one of the patients that we got
0: uh, uh we went so, is the story like 30 seconds
7: real quick of what what how he ended up here so
0: well i uh, he, we, i i do have to take other callers though is this a very quick story
7: very quick all right so, The reason why he got sent to us because he was deemed crazy was because the prison guards found him inside of his cellmate, like using him like a freaking sleeping bag.
0: What? Inside what do you mean he cut him up? Like that scene in Star
2: Wars?
7: Exactly.
0: Wait, what scene in Star Wars? Which one is
2: You know, where they get inside
0: uh, the Luke gets inside the the Hoth animal for warmth.
7: So they found him inside of his cellmate and he had uh, raped the corpse a couple times.
0: What too. the? F- well, I guess uh, <laughs> if anything qualifies for insanity, that might be it. What did he do with the innards though? It's like, how do you get inside a guy without hollowing out his insides?
7: I-, I don't know the details of it, but I just know that that's why he got sent to us.
0: He made an actual skin suit is what you're saying.
7: He made a sleeping bag out of his cellmate.
0: Wow. And what, uh, what kind of blade did he have? What was the instrument?
7: Oh, I don't like is it I think probably like a razor blade, but I really don't know.
0: That's a lot of work. <laughs> nobody, nobody caught this. He did it with a razor blade. How many hours did that take?
7: I don't know. But Yikes. anyways, you guys, if you guys want more uh, insane asylum stories, uh, I'll call in uh, anytime.
0: Uh, that sounds very interesting. You're welcome to share them anytime got you got like. I'm surprised that's yeah. California legal though. Don't get yourself in trouble.
7: Everything's legal unless you get
0: caught. Okay. <laughs> that's true. All right. From a cop. Have a good night.
7: Hey, good night.
0: I've never heard of that. You ever heard anything like that? No. Wow. Avo Brady. Avo Brady. Are you there?
8: Hello. Hello. Good evening.
2: Hey,
0: what's Matt. up?
8: <coughs> Matt and Milan. Um, well, I was actually going to ask you guys. Um, there's a lot of st- stuff going on right now with FTX in the news and you know money being used to being funneled to ukraine um and just recently after all of that was said and done i don't know if you guys heard about there's some kind of missile that hit poland yeah and, and um originally people were saying it was russia and we were gonna have world war three but i don't know there's like some news coming out right now that says that ukraine was the one that fired the missile
0: that's what i've seen yeah
8: I don't know if, yeah, I don't, honestly, it's like breaking news. Like, I don't know if you guys had an opinion on like FTX or like what's going on in Ukraine or.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I don't know much about the missile um other than what was claimed. So this was fired yesterday and it landed in Poland and killed uh, two people. And then yeah. originally it was blamed on Russia. I think Zelensky himself came out and blamed it on Russia, if I'm not mistaken. And then today information has come out to say it was some sort of Ukrainian missile that just went off track or something like that. Now, of course, if it was Russia that launched a missile into Poland and killed two people, that would be a huge deal internationally because Poland is a member of the NATO alliance. And then all of a sudden we have an obligation to defend the Polish and you potentially do have a world war situation. I don't know much more about it than that, though. I did see... um, Well, I mean, it's just a lot of a lot of reaction to it on Twitter. But as far as FTX's involvement in Ukraine, uh, I I don't have much more to say on it than we did on Sunday because I haven't seen much more new information. Other than I just note exactly as you were saying, blonde. um, I have watched you know my typical morning news and I browse the mainstream headlines. Jack shit about FTX on the morning news. I've seen (laughs) nothing. And again, this is this is a massive number one. It's a massive financial scandal on its own. The defrauding yeah. of all of these customers to the tune of billions Huge. of dollars. But
2: of course, in the Ukraine, uh, money laundering and everything. I mean, the second biggest talk about
0: about donor to the president of the United States is a massive fraudster with yeah. crazy man boobs. Yeah. And no one's going to talk. No about. No one cares. It. Yeah. No
2: one gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it, it, the, I suppose the silence. Well, I guess the scandal is the scandal. Don't get me wrong. But the silence is another layer of the scandal.
8: Yeah, shoot. I had something I was going to say that, that totally just reminded me of something. FTX. No, what about it? Oh. I'm sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> what uh, <laughs> I saw, I, I was talking about, we were talking about FTX before we went live because I was sort of, I was browsing Twitter and looking at what's going on. And I didn't know that Sam oh. Bankman Freed, the CEO guy, was on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd a month and a half ago. And I watched a little bit of the clip, and the guy is just shaking nervously. I know if you're listening yes. to this, you can't. He's a
2: real weirdo. It mm-hmm.
0: looked like he was on drugs or something. I, maybe he was just very, very nervous, but he was just fidgeting and shaking. And uh, I know that if you put a bunch of like, you go onto any of these crypto exchanges and you put money in it because you're buying Bitcoin or Ether or whatever, you're not necessarily going to vet the CEO to make sure that he passes the the look test. But it is baffling to see him on
8: test.
0: when you see when you see him physically like that, you think there's no way anyone should have ever trusted a dollar with this guy. And yet yeah. billions were trusted to him.
2: And he was making Um, he was meeting people publicly. He didn't stay behind the scenes at all.
0: Yeah. The, the cringe videos with Tom Brady and all the now they're saying Tom Brady might get sued. Not only did Tom Brady mo- uh, lose like hundreds of millions of dollars, or at least it's in jeopardy. Because nobody really knows how they're gonna get their money back. But I saw today that Tom Brady might get sued for endorsing FTX. Like he's responsible for people no. putting their money in. Mm-mm. I Why? it seems, seems like weak to me, but it's yeah. they're they're talking like that's gonna happen.
8: Okay. Well
0: Kyrie Irving, too, actually. So Kyrie, Kyrie oh has had a real rough goodness. patch lately. I I, I, he I, apparently is. he's involved in the FTX uh business somehow
8: yeah but then there was am i wrong am i
0: mistaking him for someone else because given his uh inclinations it seems like hard to believe that Kyrie irving would have gone into ftx
2: (laughs) i don't think he did
0: who am i mistaking him for maybe i got maybe i got that wrong maybe that's completely made up sorry avo brady you were trying to say something you are
8: fake um i was just gonna say there was like a puff piece recently in the new york times about I think it was the New York Times, about the whole situation. And it never mentioned anything about a scandal or him being a thief or anything. It was just, I don't know. There's just too much coverage of this FTX story. And just like the Nancy Pelosi story, it's just dead and gone. Like, no one's talking about
0: it. Yeah, the Pelosi story... Did you see the uh, the reporter? We talked about that uh, redacted story where the reporter had said that Paul Pelosi came out the door and he didn't even say there was an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. And he went back they, inside they
8: cut the clip or something, right?
0: The, well, they redacted the entire story. But now this week they've suspended the reporter and they won't even explain why or how long he's going to be gone. I guarantee they just paid him. And, and part of the, the suspension pay agreement is shut the hell up and don't say a damn thing
8: yikes that is so bizarre
0: and by the way i was wrong it was uh steph curry not kyrie oh no,
8: right, right 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 yeah, Dang, yeah. yeah you are fake news. big player
0: so my apology to kyrie <laughs> anyway um did you have any other thoughts before we let you go
8: um no uh but my mom did have a comment or a question for blonde mm-hmm. um she wanted to know if you plan on Another baby possibly in the future with your husband?
2: Yeah, we're working
8: on it. Working on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My mom's a grandmother and she, I've got nieces and nephews. I can count on two hands. And it's uh kids are great. Matt and Blonde, you guys are both enjoying your parenthood. Oh, yeah. I wish you guys all the best.
0: Well, you as well. Thank you. Thank you for the you kind too. words and for calling in. Appreciate it.
8: Absolutely. You guys have a great night.
2: You too.
0: Oh, All right. We can probably take one more before the top of the hour here. Let's talk to Nomad. Nomad, are you there?
10: Hello, Matt and Blonde. What's on your mind? Um, Well, I live in Arizona.
0: Oh, <laughs> OK. So what's hey, going on down there? What uh, what are we watching oh, right he, now?
10: They didn't even pretend to have she didn't even. Pre- Katie Hobbs did not even pretend that she was. Uh, competing in this election. She didn't show up for any th- events, she didn't do any campaigning, she didn't show up for uh, for the um debates. She she literally was 10 points down in the polls, which normally do- are showing um a more of a bias towards Democrats as it is. So normally the Republicans do substantially better in in the res- elections than the polls would say. But, you know, magically, all these votes show up for Katie Hobbs in the ones that were um, counted after Election Day that wouldn't reasonably be in those population groups. And a lot of people voted for a bunch of Republicans except for Katie Hobbs. I do find that weird.
0: Like this, the secretary of state candidate or was it the treasurer? One of the two She was the secretary
10: of state, which is in charge of the freaking elections.
0: What? Katie Hobbs, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it but, was
10: for the governor. Yeah. But
0: some uh, Republican down ballot. I mean, someone running, I think it was for treasurer, a Republican absolutely crushed and beat Carrie Lake by a, uh, 10, 20, 30,000 votes. I forget what it was. Something like that. Maybe more. Maybe I'm. Yeah. Uh, it might be more than that. But the explanation, again, is that, well, people don't like they don't like election deniers. So they got that uh, Carrie Lake because she denies elections too much, even though as far as I've seen from watching her campaign, it's not like she's taking the podium and talking about 2020 all the time. Reporters constantly badger her about it and say, why won't you just say that the 2020 election was legit? And then she'll talk about it a little bit. and then, Oh, look, she's an election denier. <laughs> I don't think voters give two shits about that.
4: Yeah. Maybe well, they yeah, do. No.
0: They might they might be like, well, I think she's overstating her case. But do you really care about that more than you care about immigration in Arizona? I doubt it. Do you really care about that more than you care about your your the economy rotting? I doubt it. And we're supposed to believe that Arizona just soundly rejected Carrie Lake's election denial. That's all.
10: Yeah. Uh, In the past uh, eight, ten years, I don't know what the official numbers are, but I know From my own observations that the same apartments I saw renting for four or five hundred dollars a month eight years ago are so are renting for eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month now.
0: Even that sounds downright affordable. I need to move to Arizona.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. That is. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Maybe that's the so much higher here. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the answer, though, is that they all all those Californians moved in and drove the prices higher and uh, and they voted accordingly.
10: Yeah, and California, well, actually, no, a lot of these companies that are doing that are still based in California. They bought the properties here um, because they were low-priced, and they were like, what, $500 a month? Never minding the fact that um, Tucson's one of the uh, lowest-income parts of the state of Arizona, which is not a state known for high-income.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, the fact that that Hobbes and Fetterman, now Fetterman, to his credit, I suppose, relative <laughs> to Hobbes, he did Ooh. the debate. Yeah, he did the debate. He did more than Hobbes did. But this this hide in the basement, don't say more than you need to strategy is working, worked for worked for Biden, worked for Fetterman, worked for Hobbes. And again, it's just I think Dem- they've gotten so bad that I think their strategy is just any public appearances will be net negative for you relative to the ballots that will farm mm. otherwise. So the strategy is just hide, go on TV once in a while, and we will, we'll go play Pokemon. Got to catch them all with the ballots out there. And, uh, and that's how they do it.
10: As long as the fix is in, why even spend the effort is what their new strategy is. The fix is in the media's got their back. And, uh, seriously, uh, Ah, uh, Biden could get caught on the White House lawn being sexually inappropriate with a goat, and the media would cover it up. <laughs> that might be an improvement
0: up, yeah. for him. He's usually sexually inappropriate with little girls.
10: Sure, so, I'd rather it be a goat.
0: Yeah, goat could oh, take but, one yeah, for the but team. I'm
10: talking to a different degree.
0: Ah, you're talking the. All right, the full on, yeah. the full on Afghan treatment is what you're saying for that goat.
10: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, Godspeed to your state as well. Did you have any closing thoughts before we let you go?
10: Oh, we just need all the prayers we can get right now. Hmm. Y'all have some good luck.
0: Thanks. I appreciate the update. Thank you. Have a great night. We were talking before live, too. uh, Not that I'm extremely concerned with the state of montana politics but i neglected to mention a moment of story on sunday that i was actually Ugh. unaware of and i became aware of it because of one of the final chats in the show on sunday uh it, it we elected the first transgender person to the montana state legislature uh some, a
2: lazy tranny it's just uh, like an effeminate gay man with lipstick
0: you're not not high effort so a lot of those national trends are coming. Now, in fairness, this is from like dead center Missoula district, which is uh University of Montana and the center of leftist politics in this state. So it's not necessarily surprising. We did get a super majority of Republicans in our state legislature. And of course, we have governor body slam. So maybe maybe governor body slam will body slam the new tranny legislator. That'll be wouldn't simple, that be
2: something the memes <laughs> The memes.
0: We had that chat about uh Yellowstone, but that, and I, I do agree that it, it was a little, it was a little slow to start. And without spoiling much, John Dutton's, can was it his acceptance speech as governor? I'm, yeah. I would vote for that man in a second. Yeah.
2: Totally. Anyone
0: who comes here out of state, you know, non-resident tax, we're not going to become California's playground. We don't like you. Go away. Everybody None shut the, the characters hell up. are likable
2: though. They're all like morally bankrupt, and so I'm having a hard time like. Connecting to anybody. The only person that's likable is Casey.
0: Oh, I hate Casey.
2: Why? Because so he hot. married
0: Monica and I hate Monica. That's but he, he knocked <laughs>
2: her up. That's I, why he married her.
0: I, yeah. I guess there's honor in that, but that that's why the show's so great in a kind of like game of Thrones because there are so many hateable people too. And hate watching. I quite enjoy like when I, I hate all the characters, but I don't hate John Dutton. I actually Dude, quite it's like, like a, John. It's Dutton. like a
2: soap opera for conservative people. Like, it's so dramatic and stupid. I don't know why I'm watching it. It's
0: because it's great.
2: Because Taylor Sheridan's a fucking hack.
0: <laughs> and you notice how much more gruff Kevin Costner's voice is in yeah. Yellowstone compared to, say, Dances with oh, Wolves. yeah. It's like yeah. several octaves higher in Dances with Wolves. But when he's John Dutton, it's all low and gruff, you know? Uh, I love the God character. Beth though. is the worst. See, I... <laughs> This is my conclusion, because you should love Beth.
2: Why? The she's a hardened ha- feminist, like giant
0: horror no, no. no, careerist. No, she's she's just no I'll be careful how I phrase this. There are similarities between you and Beth. It's not a perfect False. overlap. False. But I think the reason you hate her is because
2: No, nonsense.
0: You're somewhat similar. Mm-mm. I don't think Beth Beth clearly understands the role of men and women, and she's the sort of alpha female who wants an even more alpha alpha dude yeah which rip is in ways but he's also kind of he's rip is soft to her but in every other way he's like you know he's rough and tumble
2: whatever Um, the show sucks my balls yet you watch it i know i watch it so we can talk about it oh that's
0: why oh okay no enjoyment whatsoever you probably watched it before i did Last night. Yeah, we watched it yesterday, too. All right. Real quick. uh, Super chat update. We'll get right back to your calls. Liberty Bell says, I blame the NFX nerds gone wild on the failure of bullies. If our bullies had any balls, uh, they would have. Excuse me. They would have made sure to bully uh, them enough to make. Wait, wait, wait. If our bullies had any balls, they would have made sure to bully them enough to make sure.
7: What? <laughs> There's two what make sure. <laughs> okay.
0: make sure they never get into crypto and worked in a nice homely lab somewhere.
1: Uh,
2: who are the NF
0: what's NFX nerds? I don't know what that is.
2: I believe the NFX nerds gone wild on the failure of I don't know. Or is this NFTs? You
0: know are we talking in it? Anyway, it's we're we're, we're I gather we're talking I guess of the crypto context here or the I don't know. I I I quite like the technology of of cryptocurrency. Um, and so do I. Like anything else, I wouldn't dump all of my money into it. But uh, the prospect of having uh, financial exchange and other exchange in the future without the middleman, I think, is great. And certainly in this sort of business where we don't have to rely on the Susans of the world or the PayPal's of the world or whoever trying to judge every transaction or interaction between us, I would love yep. that. So that that's yeah. why I I like crypto. Uh, but there, you know, there's no doubt that there have been a fair share of. Uh, well, I don't know. There haven't been that many bad guys. Sam, Sam Bankman-Fried is like the worst crypto guy of them all so far.
2: This is so funny. I I think it's hilarious. Hmm.
0: Giar says, "iPhone 12, getting a Surface Duo. You iOS or Android? Uh, I am iOS. My phone is like three or four years old. I still have an iPhone XR."
2: I don't so, know what that means.
0: That's like iPhone 10, right? And they're on like 14 now or something. So, you know, I had to go get my phone fixed because the SIM card went bad and I went in and I saw those new flip phones, you know, they're bringing yeah. back flip phones, but they have the whole touch screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On TV, they look really dumb. I thought like, why would I want that? <laughs> so I can do a, they, they advertise with like makeup tutorials, like women making YouTube makeup tutorials. Cause you can just set it on the desk and flip it up and it stays upright. Yeah. They are kind of cool in real life, though. Apple's not making them, but they
2: don't look all janky.
0: No, it's weird how the screen can fold up. I don't even know how they do that, but the screen can fold. Hmm. So that's the only phone that had me kind of interested in. In uh, switching. But I don't know, I'm not going to make that kind of expensive. Phones are I so expensive. It's
2: fine. Yeah, I'm, I, I typically don't replace my phone unless I break it.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my philosophy at this point. It's like, oh, the camera is like 10% better and the phone's 5% yeah, faster. Except for, you know, Apple. I don't know if uh, Android does it, but Apple 100% bricks their products after like four or five years. For sure. Every computer, every phone, they'll release a software yeah. update that's like, this doesn't work now. So you better go buy a new one.
2: This is why I don't... Um I don't have any software updates. Do you remember that one time I accidentally updated my computer and uh, we almost, <laughs> I'm so show. pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad. I was
0: fucking mad. I won't even <laughs> deny it. If people don't remember, like we, I think the show was like a half hour late that day or like 20 it minutes late. It was so
2: bad. Yeah. Like I had gotten on my computer in the morning and I never update my computer. And yeah. um, then I went like, I don't know, 20 minutes before the show to like refresh my computer. And it was It was automatically updating, which I had turned off. I don't even know how it happened to this day.
0: They'll get you. They do it.
2: And just to get to the home screen, it took like 30 minutes. And Skag was just like yelling at me. He was so mad.
0: I was fucking mad. (laughs) Got to check for those Apple updates every morning. It'll never happen again. All right. Yeah, really? Uh, Thank you, guys. We'll come back to your chats at the end of the show. Let's get back Um, into. uh, I'll have to
1: just
2: circle
9: back with you.
0: Callers here. Porcupine. Porcupine, are you there?
9: hey matt how are you dude
0: we are well how are you
9: i am doing good i actually guys i wanted to bring up uh this conversation tonight because i hear i've been hearing this ever since i was in the waiting room and it's kind of been touched on a little bit tonight uh with you guys but i wanted to talk about the practicality of the big bird suit okay all right so what are your guys thoughts initially on that what do you think do you think it's possible or do you think it's just a pipe dream?
0: <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Possible. Possible for who? Yeah, so give me some more if, context here.
9: If, say we did something, Susan, that isn't bad, at Susan, that was maybe to do something that would overturn certain ind- you know uh, institutions in this nation, right? Uh-huh. Would it be possible, yes or no?
0: Okay, so you're talking metaphorically, or are you talking a literal Big Bird costume for an actual person?
9: Let's say the 3% of good people did something.
0: <laughs> okay, well...
9: Does that make sense? As I've well, mentioned of course before, it would be possible. As I've mentioned yeah,
0: before, yeah. Uh, okay, the principle at stake here is, number one, uh, politicians, those in power, should fear the violation of our rights. There must be consequences for the violation of our rights. That's why they take the oath of office. so do i do i have any problem with the embarrassment of people who violate that oath that's actually the kindest treatment they deserve
9: sorry i i I think we misunderstand what i am saying what i'm asking is do you guys think that the boog let's say the boog is possible
0: is it possible
9: with the people we have in america today do you guys think that's possible yes or no uh
0: i i'm trying to i think i understand what you're getting at um
9: Because I'm trying to be facetious
0: not. I don't think in a traditional sense, I think the way that it's possible is we just throw our hands up and say, all right, screw you guys. We're not paying taxes anymore. We're not participating in your nonsense. If you want to, if you want our uh, participation in this, you're going to have to come to Montana. You're going to have to come to Idaho. That's how that would go down. I don't see it as a, uh, a march on Washington.
7: Right.
9: Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the only issue is what I'm what I'm worried about, and this is me just just being cautious. Is that what I fear? Is there, obviously I think you po- uh, you pointed it out a couple times, Matt. That what they're trying to do is they're just basically poking us and poking us and poking us yeah. until we do uh, January sixth, right? They're like do a January sixth like that meme, like yeah, exactly guy. with the stick, right. yeah. Um, and and if they're successful in that, all they're gonna do is that people quote unquote rise up. Uh, and they get themselves into these situations. They're just going to film us, you know, uh, getting killed and getting arrested. And they're going to humiliate us on television. And they're going to use that as fuel. And that's yeah. and, and I worry about that a lot. Yes, Blonde, go
2: ahead. Um, I think that that's why we need to not be so... Re- we, we need to not be reactive. We need to learn how to be subversive like, like the left. Um, exactly. They have a playbook. Like, why are we not using alinsky tactics to to against them. I mean conservatives are really smart. Just everybody's so caught up with their morals and their principles and not stooping down to their level and blah blah. Like we want to defeat them. We have to we have to use their tactics. It's the only way.
9: True. Sure. Yeah. And I know you guys were talking about doing it outside the system. I if we do it inside the system, Matt, I don't think it's going to be possible. We try it. The only I think, I think that's how,
0: as we've been talking about, the only the only way I see, and this is not me saying it would work but this is the only thing people are talking about is you try to outfarm them. And I don't I, I just don't see that succeeding. I, I don't think that right. the, the money is there. I don't think the organization is there. And, I, it's
2: not. Yeah, you're And right.
0: I don't think it's not the country I want to live in anyway. I don't want to I don't want to join their tactic of finding Fetterman's to vote Fetterman. That's not what an election is anyway. You don't. It's not going around collecting all the ballots. It's supposed to motivate the the reason we have campaigns and elections is to motivate voters to vote on their own behalf for their own reasons, not because some activist knocked on their door and badgered them into it. Mm -hmm. That's a bullshit system that I understand the motive of trying to outfarm them is to defeat that system. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, is it more practical to play that game to end that game? Or is it more practical just to say, fuck this game? I'm not playing it anymore
9: yeah and i know blunt i think you said this a little bit ago um i think the safest way this is all going to play out is if we literally just allow them to you know over like be completely degenerate and and destroy the the institutions we love to the ground to the point where they just lose themselves mm-hmm. and the whole yeah. thing goes yeah and then you have to build it back up
2: yeah,
9: yeah totally. I, I feel like that's the only way at this point really <laughs>
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, this is why the accelerationist theory or being a collapsitarian—it's it is the the most nonviolent solution, isn't it?
9: Right, and I want the as as little blood as we can shed as possible. But I could just be a uh, optimist in that regard. I th- I, I think something bit, really bad is going to happen, um, and it's going to happen to good people. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but who knows? Uh, I'm not a I'm not a fortune teller, but you
2: know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't yeah. see how this ends without violence.
9: No, I, I I agree. It's it's scary, but it's humanity. We're gonna we're gonna do some nuts. Like somebody's gonna do something really crazy. Well,
0: yeah, and yeah. and as we as we've mentioned, it's and I, I'm glad that you clarified it. it's not like advocacy or an endorsement. You know, it's it, it's right. the reality that when you remove the options. And you leave only violence for conflict resolution. That's what it becomes. And incrementally, we're seeing the options that we've traditionally enjoyed, our ability to speak, to Mm -hmm. dissent, to debatably have our vote count and to have power maximized in localities so that nobody can trample over somebody who lives in another state or lives a thousand miles away. All of those things are being taken away. And when you take those away one by one, what else what's left? Like I, (laughs) they don't, they won't let you say, they won't let you speak your mind. The value of your vote has been diminished. You can't leave when you disagree with them because all power is top down. What other options for conflict resolution are there, but violence at that point, it's not endorsement. It's just reality.
9: Yeah, it's scary. And, and and just to wrap this all up in a nice bow, uh, I was looking at uh, looking at the Discord, uh, and I and I saw there were a couple people on the side of the bar that that say they're online. Hmm. And a couple of these guys are probably libertarian and they say like, uh, I hate everybody in you. It's the first thing I see here.
5: <laughs> okay. And
9: and it, it kind of snapped to me and I realized we can't live in a world even together, if we just hate everybody. We have to, if we're going to have a society, we have to work with people. Yeah. I'm not saying the people who want to chop your kid's dick off. Let's be completely honest. We're going to remove those people from the equation.
0: Okay. Lines.
9: We need to, to, um, if we're going to have, like, a cohesive, you know, living, we need to work together, at least. We need to be uh, communities, at least. Yeah. Like, Maybe it's go to church. Maybe it's, you know, a uh, fundraise for people who are in trouble, you know, all that stuff. But a lot of like a lot of people who would consider themselves in that camp, they say, I just want to be left alone. I don't care about you. Right. Is that fair?
0: Oh, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I have yeah. those inclinations myself where I, that, that is the dream. Please just leave me alone and uh, stick to your own business while I handle mine. But you're right. Uh, certainly not all enemies are created equal. Uh, There are some people you disagree on fairly innocuous matters and you might fight really enthusiastically about those things, but they're not trying to take away your fundamental rights. There are I don't like to use the word enemy flippantly because Mm -hmm. enemy is a word that carries a a moral obligation to fight. But we we do have that in our country by that. I mean, people who want to take away your fundamental right to be left alone in in those contexts and to treat the guy who disagrees with you about you know some silly matter the same i just want to be left alone from everybody well (laughs) those people aren't going to leave us alone you do need some friends to fight them off we can't all just be in our own little silos we do need some community organization i take your point fully
9: true and look i get it man i need my private time too okay (laughs) yeah but it's we, you have to at least talk to people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I appreciate your thoughts. And yeah, uh,
9: Matt, blonde, thank you guys so very much. Uh, you guys have a nice night. I appreciate the time.
0: Thank thanks you as well. Thank you. Yep. I am. A, I'm a classic introvert in that way. Like the, talking to people actually exhausts me. You know, like it a, really. Yeah.
2: Usually it energizes me.
0: Yeah, you, you're probably more of an extrovert, and it's weird to think that. I suppose what I do on the Internet it has some extrovert tendencies, but uh, but that's that's not me. Like going to a giant event full of people. No, I, I mean, I can do it. Yeah. It's not like I'll freak out Sam Bankman fried style or something, <laughs> but it, it will leave me exhausted. And so it's it's more those, those tendencies against uh, community building are more than just political or philosophical for me. It's it's something kind of an eight or inherent it's, yeah. it's like they, you yeah. guys just exhaust me i want to go home and sit in the comforts of my own you know my own place for a little while but you got to get over it because if you don't they will delete the comforts of your own place <laughs> so
2: <laughs> ain't that the truth yeah.
0: adam redeemed adam redeemed are you there yeah. uh, oh hello I'm here. what's on your mind
1: Audi. Hey, I want to say God bless you both. Thank you for the good work you do.
0: Oh, thank you. God bless you as well.
1: I wanted to talk about the recent election. Uh, Sure. Do you you guys ever turn on the radio and listen to what they talk about?
0: I do all the time. Local radio in the car, yeah.
2: Yeah, I do too.
1: Yeah. I decided to turn on some of the more leftist stations in the area. We don't yeah, have some those, of the stuff thankfully. they were saying on there. <laughs> <Neither do we. laughs> Sorry, go ahead. For now. Yeah. For now, Idaho. Yeah. Um, No, I was just listening to some of these radio stations and I think it was called like the Black Power Hour. Oh, and They wow. were treating this last election as if it was a wave of white supremacy taking over the nation. What? Good this was morning. not good enough? What, what did they want? Well, they were saying like there were cities where blacks lived in in America and that the black populations are actually declining and they're being replaced with white gentrification and with Asians. What? And that they need Maybe to fight Asians. for their demographic representation.
0: Okay. What's are you comfortable sharing this, what city this is?
1: Uh, I'll have to pass. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but um no, it's just fascinating to listen to you know, these leftists talk for a while, like they were treating this as if the, the sky was falling, how terrible the election was going on. And that, uh, what does the election have to do with like attack? a
0: Well, okay. So two premises, how is the election white supremacist? And then this, the other premise, there's some, uh, overwhelming white influx into urban centers. That's news to me. That would seem contrary to the recent trends of, uh, not just like racial flight, but, people leaving the New York's and Illinois and California's of the world in general.
1: Well, there is a lot of flight out of like New York and California and all that. Yeah. But you also do have like areas you've seen this over the last 60 years. Some areas where blacks have been, where blacks move out and whites move in and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they, This particular show was treating it as if it was a travesty. They were talking about how the declining black population being replaced by whites was the awfulest thing ever. And they need to do something about it.
0: Isn't the white population uh, as a percentage of the overall population declining drastically, though? Or am I mistaken?
1: It is, according to the ADL. I've seen their post-it notes
0: because that it's news to me that we have some like w- white demographic takeover I always thought that it was it's been dropping for many years now but maybe
1: it, it is um people like uh I think it's mark potok uh, others celebrate the decline of whites in the United States yeah that's no, usually in most what here whites are declining yeah like I've been to some towns in the south and they used to be entirely white and now they're almost exclusively Mexican.
2: Oh yeah. What about Minneapolis? What's the Muslim population of Minneapolis at that right now?
0: I think there are like 50,000 well, Somalis is... in Minneapolis, so
2: That's it. Yeah, wow. it's it's
0: smaller than you might think, but it's very concentrated.
2: They do this yeah, deliberately. The thing, you,
1: the thing you don't know about probably is that but i can't. By contract law set by Congress, we're supposed to import 100,000 Somalis every year.
7: Oh my gosh. To the country,
2: 100,000, mil- too many. 100,000
0: a year. I
1: didn't know that. That's on the books.
0: Contract. And they
1: want to increase. It's we need contract. a
0: contract with Somalia or whom?
1: Yes. Why? We're That's just going to. How many they. And they've been doing that for years. Oh. Like This has been going on for decades.
0: Well, uh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the great successes the program has created, but I'm coming up blank.
1: Yeah. Well, the one that fascinates me the most is how how Haitians get to the United States. Considering that the average salary in Haiti is only about six hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. Had a boat ticket off of the island costs more than a year's wages. So somebody's going down there, one of these NJO NGOs, <laughs> and giving them money to come to the United States.
2: There's an ex- excellent Freudian themselves. slip there. <laughs>
1: the uh there was a I'm lot of overland that,
0: too. <laughs> the uh the last, uh, that particular episode was it last fall when the Haitians were getting whipped at the border and then they had that whole mm-hmm. like border mm-hmm. encampment. A lot of them traveled through Mexico over land. They were mm-hmm. part of uh, an entire caravan that, that arrived at the, the, the border in Texas. So they didn't even, they weren't even boat, uh, they didn't travel here by boat.
1: Well, they had to get off the island somehow. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm, by I'm not, dis- or by plane?
0: I'm not disputing your point. I just, I wonder, uh, I wonder how and why all of that is organized, too.
1: Well, they do have, have uh, organizations like NGOs down, that go down to S- South America and Central America. And the proposition of the people living down there, hey, we have jobs. Join our work crew. Yeah. We'll get you up there. But we don't or have alternative- jobs. <sighs> no, haven't well, you heard?
0: They, it's, it's such a great well, low unemployment economy. Them.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, but, but I mean, if you have ever been to a third world country, um, there are people that are poor that have a better quality of life than uh, than wealthy Americans. It's like poverty is not a direct correlation uh, towards a uh, level of satisfaction in your life or your level of happiness or your contentment, really. So so these people are, are lying to themselves that they think that by being displaced from people that are like them they're going to improve their quality of life they're almost certainly not wouldn't yeah. you rather be around people well, of your religion of your race in your family in a community where you feel safe um than, well, than then go to america and get like some crappy manual labor job and be an outcast
1: well they're they're lied to and the the other half of it is that a lot of them have bills they can't pay they have That's loans uh, a lot of these uh, subsistence farmers down in South America and Central America, basically the the banks have given them loans that they can never pay back. They have interest rates that go through the roof, and well, if you're not going to pay them back, you're going to get shot. So a lot of them go up north to get jobs to pay off these debts. But you know, while you're here, you might as well get buffalo wild wings, I guess.
0: <laughs> hey, don't uh, don't smear B Dubs, man. B Dubs is excellent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's, as much as I love hot wings, there's yeah. more to life than going out shopping and eating at Hooters or something.
0: Uh, with that, I would agree, certainly. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we let you go?
1: Um, i say all good men turn their hearts to God.
0: Mm. Insightful. All right. So, thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good Thanks night. Thanks for calling.
1: And God bless.
2: I liked him.
0: Okay. Uh Yeah, nice voice, by the way, too. Uh, Last caller for the evening. Kale Climate. Oh. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, guys. Oh, it's been a while. Uh, I haven't called in for three years almost. Sure.
0: Well, welcome back.
4: My pleasure. And I wanted to share a short story with you uh, that no one probably wants to listen to anyway.
0: (laughs) Okay, go ahead.
4: Uh, So... Uh, I quit listening to all the political stuff and memes three years ago when the whole shit show with the fake virus started. Mm. Uh, I remember I listened to uh, Dave Collins, one of Dave Collins' stream, and uh, I nearly had a panic attack because I, I saw all the things happening and. Uh, uh, I felt that they were starting this whole psyop, and everyone here was completely, you know, compliant with it and and, and, and believing all this stuff. Remind and me, um, okay,
0: what what uh, what country are you in?
4: Australia.
0: Sorry, you cut yeah, out you one know, one the, more one more time. Australia. Oh, you're in Australia. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So, you've so you seen, know the insanity, right? Yeah, you've seen some of the uh, the worst in the Western world, at least.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So I. I quit from all the political stuff and uh, stop, to l- stop listening even to your show. How dare but you? Understand. <laughs> I understand. Am, I am so sorry. <laughs> no, but anyway... Uh, How what dare I'm getting you? you at, uh, uh, this year, finally, we were allowed to go somewhere, and uh, I decided to fly back to uh, my parents, to Poland.
2: Okay. Poland, okay.
4: Poland, yes. Ah. And um, I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm on holidays finally so i'll indulge myself and i'll listen to some beauty and the Beta again and the first thing i learned is not it's not beauty and debate anymore <laughs> oh, wow Time
0: you better. have you have been... <laughs> how,
2: how long has it been it's yeah. been it's been three years
0: we changed the three show years, yeah. name um when like at the biden inauguration so it's been mm-hmm. almost two.
2: Oh no i was saying how long have you not listened yeah. for three years
6: so,
0: well, if it was at the uh, start of Corona, it must have been almost three years because that would have been spring oh of 2022. Two and a half years almost, ago, yeah. almost three almost years,
4: three years yeah. and
0: people are still wearing masks. Saw one I the know. other day.
4: It's, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so uh,
4: you, uh, I, I listened to you know one episode, and well, you know when you have a a recovering alcoholic that one day decides to have one beer, and it snowballs to uh, three months of. Constant drinking. Oh, no.
0: Are you talking about during yes. like all the corona lockdown stuff or what?
4: No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, an analogy. So I listened oh, I to one episode. <laughs> I
0: see. Okay. Yeah. So I you listened to one okay. episode
4: and then I started binge listening to everything I so you out caught on. Oh,
2: up Oh, no. Okay. It's I'm not good for your mental ev- health. You yeah. should not listen to this show.
4: <laughs> I listened to probably 60 episodes in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, Holy man. Are you caught
2: up on everything?
4: That was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I hope. How so did it, us, uh, <gasps> did it hold up pretty well? At least as far as Corona, or did we? Uh, I don't think we went off the rails on Corona really at all. At least I, I hope. If anything, I was too. Cor- well, I wouldn't say too, but people would have said that I was too skeptical or too cavalier about the no, risk of no, it. No,
4: no. Th- I'm glad you asked because that's where my whole story is going. Okay. Now. Um, I have a confession to make. I I took the bloody hot shot. Oh no. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but but look, All right, get I, out I, of here. Live... This call's
1: over.
2: <laughs> no,
4: it's okay. <laughs> I live in Australia, right? And yeah. you know how insane it was here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially here in Tassie, uh, I, I thought I was insane. Really, I thought I was going pra- crazy, looking at not only the shit that was being done to us, but mainly by obedience and the people's reaction. Yeah. And and at some stage, I just thought there's there's no no getting out of this. You know, we, we can't travel without the cloth shot. You can't. A job you, you can't even enter some uh, some places without your coronavirus passport. So I thought, yeah, okay, it, it, it's going to happen anyway. It's you know, if you want to keep your job or, or to travel, you have to do it. So, so uh-huh. I did it. And the saddest part is that after that, I, I listened to the show and I listened to you talking about it all the time, and uh, now I know. I uh, honestly. I, now I know that I, if I had listened to you week after week, I believe I would have the mental strength and resilience oh. to to say no to it. Well, say fuck this job. I don't need it. Fuck this traveling. I uh, the, the, the integrity is more important than than the convenience of everyday life. But
0: well, it's very kind yeah. of you. So, uh, I, But I will also note, um, at least from the chair in which I sit, it was very easy for me to make that choice. I didn't have my livelihood threatened. We didn't. I didn't yeah. have, yeah. You know, my, I don't have a kid who has to go to school and they're making it a condition of his participation. I don't have all of these terms and conditions that were imposed on people in a variety of ways. I have the luxury of sitting at a desk in my own house and not having people tell me what to do in that way or dangling my livelihood in front of me. Yeah. So I certainly – that's a huge compliment and I really appreciate it and thank you for finding value in the show. But I hope that you don't sell yourself short because it's very easy for me to say that and it's very hard for you and others
4: to live that reality.
2: Especially as a man, I it would be really there, difficult.
4: There are many people that had the strength to say no, simple people, you know, in yeah. how many people quit healthcare or, or airline business just because they said, no, it's more important not to be injected with a poison than to keep the shitty job.
0: Well, uh, you haven't, uh, I don't mean to, to prod, so don't answer if you don't want to, but ha- you haven't had any kind of uh, bad effects or anything like that, have you?
4: Not yet, no. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm getting uh, tired and fatigued Fatigued much quicker.
3: Yeah.
4: On doing longer walks and I, I don't know if it has anything to do with yeah. with the shot. I don't know. But.
0: Well, uh, I, I appreciate the. Uh, I'm still alive. Yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate the uh, going into into the back catalog and catching up and all of that. Um, so so thank you for that story too. I, I um, it, it really is meaningful to me and to us to know that people find value in the show through a lot of the bullshit that's yeah. been imposed on all of us for the last couple of years. So thank you for that. And, and I hope you don't beat yourself no, out too much. You. I think, uh,
4: thank you for, for, for making the show for us because it's sanity, sanity, safe space. Yes, it is. Of course. hundred percent confirmed. <laughs> well,
0: th- well, thanks for coming back. Uh, did you, uh, have any, uh, final uh, words before we let you go?
4: Uh, no, thanks.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the call.
4: Thanks. bye Aww
0: damn it's tough man i i don't uh i uh, i get it as we've talked about throughout this entire story i understand why people make the sacrifices that they have to or
7: yeah. at
0: least uh they feel like they have to That the consequences for non-compliance are too severe you know it's like you said especially when if you put my ability to take care of my family in front of me and ask me to make that sacrifice. It would be hard for me to refuse. It's my job, as a provider, as a man, to make sure that my family is cared for, even if it means putting myself at risk.
2: Yep, me too. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm very thankful that I didn't have to do that. And by the way, I'm. You know, I'm thankful to the audience for that allowing me to be in that sort of position. That is the legitimate argument
2: that I can think of, though, for taking the vaccine.
0: Yeah, people did a lot of. Uh, we, people have done all sorts of silly stuff over the last couple of years because fear is a hell of a motivator. You make people ex- afraid, whether it's afraid of the virus itself, afraid of the yeah. consequences for noncompliance, afraid of being the one guy who dares speak up against all the bullshit that we've had put in front of us. Um, fear is probably the, the greatest motivator that there is for for human beings, I would say. And it, it was exploited. It was exploited, I think, by. On all of this corona stuff, I'm absolutely done thinking that it was just misguided good intentions from these power centers it's all so it goddamn wasn't. convenient look at how we're elections does it
8: even
2: matter though if the general public followed them the outcome yeah. for us was the same yeah, it's like well, they 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 encroached upon our way of life and then and then changed the quality of the life that we live in yeah. changed the world so so i don't really care if they had good motivations
0: and the effects it, it was all so convenient this is what i'm saying is like i i i will forever be convinced that we have been put under some sort of plot I know that that's that's like the definition of, of tinfoil conspiracy, that there's some grand plot that we can't see to get us. But in this case, it's not just that the the virus was released to oust Donald Trump or something like that. The, the effects that linger politically.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, in terms of how our elections have been fundamentally changed. Look at what just happened. We had a historically. Right, right. We had an oddball election that is a never event historically, at least in modern history. You don't see this poor, poor of a performance for the out of power party in the midterms. Yeah. Why? Because we fundamentally changed the way we conduct elections because the virus forced that issue. So it's not even just what they were able to achieve with perfect timing in 2020 to get the guy out of office that they wanted. They fundamentally changed things that will serve their own power for potentially years or decades to come. Meanwhile, they've convinced all of us to throw away all of our rights that we're supposed to cherish and we don't even stand up for ourselves. Yeah. Almost every rule has been thrown in the trash. Every norm has been thrown in the trash. That is not by mistake from people trying to take good care of you, but just making a few missteps along the way. That is a plot of people who want a certain outcome to serve their own power. You can't convince me otherwise. I will never believe otherwise.
2: Well, it's, it's not conspiratorial. If you step back and you look at the myriad things they've done to change our culture and to destroy the nuclear family and to change gender norms, this this is just a small piece of the puzzle. It just seemed like everything because it's what people were talking about the most. But where I lived, it was like COVID didn't even happen. Like, it just, If you never it just said anything, happen.
0: you wouldn't know.
2: You wouldn't know. If people weren't masking up and if people weren't talking about it all the time, would would you have known that more people died from weird reasons? No. I wouldn't. I don't know anybody that died of COVID.
0: And by the way, one of the big scandals after this, uh, you had an increase in mortality in 2020, but all cause mortality continues to be very high. Yeah. We're seeing people die of all sorts of not strictly Corona things. Now, is that the vaccine? Is that uh, people becoming less healthy in their lifestyle choices, staying inside more, getting fatter. It could be a combination of all of those things.
2: Substance to be a suicide. Yeah. But
0: the idea that we saved mm-hmm. lives through this absolute bullshit, we we didn't save a goddamn person. No. It. uh you ever see, you know how the, like old Simpsons is on point so much. I, I think maybe did I ever play that clip on the show? Maybe I did. But there's a great old Simpsons clip where it's like the the world's powerful people are sitting around a table wondering, oh, the masses are getting unruly. We need a new thing to get them back in line. We tried this. We tried that. They literally come up with scary new virus. (laughs) And they say and it's got to be named after something that everybody has in their homes so they can be afraid of it. Cat flu strikes the United States and everybody suddenly is is scared into compliance by cat flu. They were one letter off bat flu. And this was a decade before it actually happened.
2: It's it was all somewhat predictable, but we did talk about them uh, cooking something up. We just,
0: we I know. I wish that I, I, I hate going back and listening to my own material because like, oh, just, you're
2: so close. Yeah.
0: Well, I just for a variety of reasons I hate doing that. But I I yeah, it's like the we knew we knew it was coming, just not that couldn't foresee that. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. Thanks for the calls tonight, guys. Uh, Appreciate it as always. Of course, if you uh, would like to participate, but you're having trouble getting in live, or perhaps uh, you can't participate live, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We will take those at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. We do have a good volume of calls, or uh, uh, email questions, I, I mean. So, I'll do my best to be brief here, which I always promise but never deliver. Robert Lockard, this is one just for you. That's great, Blonde. Do you believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ? If so, does that offer you hope that He will destroy the wicked and preserve the righteous on earth until the final judgment? Good will win.
2: Yeah, of course I believe that. It's a central tenet of Christian philosophy, um, but that doesn't that doesn't lessen my desire for earthly justice remember that question that we got a few weeks ago about that like why would christians ever seek justice on earth if they truly believed in Hmm. eternal justice um and i think that that is is a is a drive that god put in humans this desire to mirror heaven on earth or uh, you know and and justice is and truth those are those are godly concepts so Yes, I do believe that there will be some kind of eternal damnation for people that, that deserve it. But that doesn't make me want to stop fighting for justice here. Uh, thank you. Um, this is from, damn, I cut it off. Question for she who hates us, but I think I, I paste it over the name. Um, have you ever tried brunette, redhead, or noir in the belly of the beast? Yes, my hair has been other colors and it always makes me look worse. Yeah, so you People have that, in
0: fact dyed it, or do you? I have. Can I ask if you dye it regularly now? Or, yeah.
2: I I get balayage uh, three times a year, so like you can oh. see by natural color. Yeah. Like in my roots, I am blonde, but I'm not as blonde as I make myself out to be. But, uh, yes. Thoughts for both watching the end of Yellowstone season one. How awesome was the frying pan scene? Made me think of Bud White and LA Confidential. I love it when wife beaters get taken out. I don't even <laughs> remember. I think I fell asleep. Oh, uh, wasn't what that? Was
0: this? Yeah, uh, wasn't that where there was the big explosion? Wasn't it that part? there was like a, when the trailer blew up or something?
2: Was it? Oh, season one.
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to remember because it's been so long since I watched it.
2: I'm sorry, I don't remember that.
0: I could probably find it, but overall, without specific reference to the scene, because I kind of forgot. Yeah, I mean, as we've been talking about, I. Even though Kevin Costner should stop posting pictures with pro Liz Cheney T-shirts, I still love the show overall. So uh, I'm going to watch not only the show but all of its spinoffs. Even I'll probably watch Four Sixes too. Even though I think the Jimmy Texas story is crap, and I what no they're doing in, that spinoff? Yeah, they're going to have a whole Texas show.
2: That's really gay,
0: Mister <clears throat> Nick Kurz. Nick Kurz. If a person does bad things to make sure good people win, is that a good or a bad person? Well, this is a, this is a classic do the <laughs> ends justify the means question. If you use immoral means to achieve moral ends, is that in fact good? And uh, I, I will certainly grant the premise that it's possible to achieve a, a morally good end through immoral means. But the, the trouble with this philosophy is long term. When yeah. you grant the legitimacy of immoral means, even if you do get the occasional good or moral end, your use of the immoral means by definition really will produce bad ends ultimately. So individually, circumstantially, is it possible? Yeah, but you should We should be highly skeptical at minimum, if not outright reject the use of immoral means to achieve good ends.
2: OK, I mean, but uh, what about killing people for terrible wrongs they've done? I'm not talking about like death penalty. I'm talking like hanging someone for treason or something like that. Isn't that a kind of an, an ends justify the means? Mentality? Well we, The
0: point is, we have a process for that, too. I mean, th- there's a reason why we treat due process in court as different from a lynch mob, even if no, no.
2: I, I, I'm saying that kind of punishment
0: uh, as in the punishment itself, or the judgment of guilt? Which are we talking about?
2: The, the punishment itself.
0: I suppose there are potentially uh, immoral, inherently immoral punishments, like lighting someone on fire as an execution method, or something like that. Um,
2: but we, we, you know, when when our society was more functional, we would often use um, methods like that as as modes of determent, and they clearly were beneficial socially
0: yeah i want to learn more about that because i'm i'm skeptical of the idea of punishment of crime as a deterrent but maybe there are data to bear it out i just haven't it seems like just thinking about it and it, i would just like gut level like the someone committing a heinous crime they're going to think about oh no if i do that i'll get punished and it's, well if you're already going to like murder a whole family do you really care what the punishment is you've already committed yeah. so i don't like it just doesn't make sense to me in theory but it I can't really deny a sense of what you're saying that we used to treat things more harshly. And it seemed like people were more in line morally. And maybe that's That's just, maybe I just have a warped perception of the past.
2: Although that's not really what he was asking. So I that was kind of a tangent. If a good person does bad things to make sure that good people win. Well, I think that my, my answer to this question, what is a, a good or bad person? I think that all of us, that that even the best of us are evil, have evil tendencies, and the worst of us have have good tendencies. Um, there's no wholly good or bad person. Even Jeffrey Dahmer um, had some positive qualities about him.
0: But <laughs> well, it's a, it's an unbalanced thing, though certainly. Yeah. And uh, I, I I will grant that, of course, we all commit immoralities, sins, uh, law breaking, however you want to frame it on a, a daily basis. I'm sure but you're supposed to aim yourself for a a good trajectory and you do that by following certain moral rules and you have to follow those moral rules because they're inherent goods themselves rather than following them for the sake of the outcomes they produce that's as true in a legal context as it is in how you conduct yourself morally on a day-to-day basis
2: that's true but there are higher values than than uh, somebody's principles like like I will compromise my principles if it means like I'll save the life of my child or it's it's I care about my principles and on a day-to-day basis I try to live them out but um, but there are higher values to me
0: well yeah but I don't think that the defense of your child is some misguided principle. Right. If someone came in and threatened to kill her. Well, it's like, if there's just a a shady guy across the street and you don't trust him, do you have a right to go shoot him dead or something like that? I
2: hate to get into this moral hypothetical territory. All right. But like, let's say uh, somebody threatens you in your house, you're able to subdue them. Hmm. Like, I think that in that situation, rather than, having to go through the whole thing with like a trial and everything like that. Like maybe I would just kill that person.
0: Well, you subdued
2: them in your home. You already knew that they were a threat. They were trying to kill you. You knew you'd get away with it because they actually did. Is it the right thing to do to kill that person? No. No. No, you should go through the legal system, but like Ah. you're saying they've already
0: surrendered at at that point or they're not like actively attacking you anymore.
2: They're not actively attacking you. They you've subdued them in your home, but you have strong evidence that they were in your home to kill you.
0: Ah, so you're just talking like extrajudicial justice. Yes. Um, it's again, this is a situation in which in that scenario where you caught the person trying to like steal your daughter or something, it's certainly possible that justice could be applied. But again, this is a, um or justice could be correctly applied let me put it that way but again this is a, a long term uh approach so yeah we have to have a system for for judging that guilt that will put us on a path to making sure that we make the wrong judgment with the least frequency possible and that's
2: but in that situation i am the person that's that that can choose with the the best knowledge of it as soon as it gets into the legal system i've, I've already lost my opportunity to get this person
0: it's a little bit of a of different society. context too because i'm going to be pretty deferential to castle doctrine principles like once you've
9: as You're a general rule
0: once you've once you bust into someone's home uh it's kind of all bets are off i'm with uh, you there, so yeah. hopscotch um, says uh If you had a daughter, is this one mine, by the way, it's yours. Yeah. If you had a daughter who chose to enter the porn industry against your wishes, what would be the appropriate parental response? Would you give the silent treatment publicly denounce them? Or would you maintain a line of limited communication and interaction? Well, for me, that would be so So uh, crushing. I'm not saying I would disown my daughter, but I wouldn't be able to maintain, um, Uh, any kind of normal relationship despite that I I would try to counsel her against what she's doing. And if she would listen to me, of course I would do that at every chance I have, if she's an adult and I can't force her to listen to me, well then my, my role as father at that point is to make my opposition known with every chance that I have. And I would do that. I'm not going to, this is not something where I would just look past it and say, well, uh, you're an adult and you make your choices. Now that's, that's, um, I look at that in the same way I look at any other abuse of self, whether you're becoming an alcoholic, a drug addict, uh, otherwise involved in some sort of self abuse or immoral behavior. I can't just look past that one. I would, I wouldn't, my opposition would be an obstacle until she stops.
2: That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that the real thing is prevention. Like if you're a good father, I I have a hard time believing that, um, any porn star, I'd like to look at the data on like porn stars and like where they came from and what happened. I guarantee that all of them had at least 90% plus broken homes, the sexually abusive stepfather in the home, uh, no oversight, gone into drugs and alcohol at a young age. Like, Like these porn stars are not people that were raised in good families with married mothers and fathers raised in the church. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like prevention is is the real key here. And I think that the thing that would be the most crushing thing about this, outside of my daughter debasing herself publicly, uh, is that I would know that I had failed as a parent, like failed miserably as a parent.
0: I'm sure you're probably right as a matter of data. The the I would assume the reason they choose this is because the 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 money is probably a big attraction. Unless maybe you just get a kick of you know, being uh, of putting that on the internet. Maybe there are people like that.
2: Yeah. But that kind of voyeurism is a manifestation of molestation, like childhood molestation and things like that.
0: People who have stable home alternatives are probably not voluntarily entering the porn industry in any kind of large number. And so maybe you're right that the premise of this question, I think is probably statistically uncommon. Like present supportive father has to counsel his daughter against entering the porn industry probably not happening too much. Mm-mm.
2: Todd the fondler <laughs> blonde. Do you view your anti-voting stance as fear of failure? The Republican party is running more America first candidates and they haven't a long time. And it's because of active participation from voters, especially at state local level. Should we not try any and every Avenue to create our our ideal country or should we give into our fear of failure? Um, okay. Okay. Perhaps this is a fear, fear of failure, but not in the way that you're thinking. I mean, bipartisanship is not a true representation of American values, and I don't fear that I'm going to vote for the wrong side and that we'll lose. Um, I fear that voting in itself is is the failure. You know, like I like I'm already so checked out of the system. I already know that it doesn't work. I already don't believe that my vote counts, um, and that people are cheating. And so I'm just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not afraid like, oh, my guy won't win. I don't care about that. Um, Should we not try any and every avenue to create our ideal country? Well, of course we should. But we've already tried this. We've already tried this and failed now at least twice. I mean, voter fraud uh, predates us by a millennia. But um, it's happened
0: in every election except 2020.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's happened in every election, you know, in the history of mankind. Um, But it's been particularly egregious um, in these last two. So I kind of reject the premise here. Sorry, Todd, Mr. Fondler.
0: That one's for you. So I will defer.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Four doors, more whores. Great. It's a Rittenhouse reference. If you're not aware, John Doyle had a YouTube talking about Trump versus DeSantis, but importantly, I assume video, right? Uh, But importantly, he brought up how you can build an ideological barrier around your state to dissuade liberals from moving there, like how Florida is now. Do you think that strategy would work in limiting how many California wine aunts uh, (laughs) move to red states? Um, Has has Florida done that formally or is it just reputationally now that they're viewed as a, a red state hellhole? that leftists don't want to move to. Someone sent me um, an op-ed that I was reading and it was strategizing about how to get more progressives to move to Florida to turn it. That's just one person's opinion. I'm not saying there's a big movement for that, but I thought it was interesting because it's like, yeah, they they see what's happening in Florida and they say, oh, great. All the conservatives are moving away to go make Florida what they wanted to be and to live down there in the way that they want to live. And the answer is not, oh, that's fine. Let them have Florida. No, no, we have to move more progressives in there to change the way Florida is. I I wonder I just I I have no idea what your average progressive view is on that. Are they trying to stay away from Florida because they think it's a a hellhole of backwards views, or do they want to go in and change it? I don't know. Maybe we um. I, I again lots of John Dutton talking points tonight. But I was wondering about the legality of his tax proposals, because I thought this was so interesting. I've never thought of this. He was saying in Montana, the fictional governor of Montana in Yellowstone, saying, we've had it with these out-of-state intruders, these Californians and New Yorkers and the rest. We're going to have all sorts of taxes that apply to non-residents only. I, I assume maybe that exists somewhere. I've just never thought of that. Is that. Yeah, a, yeah.
2: Can you do I, that? I, I assume. it It sounded awesome.
0: I just wonder if that's like some kind of equal protection violation or something, but that would be the next step beyond just getting a reputation as a red state where the liberals aren't, aren't welcome or whatever, Yeah. where you actually have legal measures in place to say, if if you're a person who's coming here just to vacation and, and not actually invest in the community, then we're going to, we're going to penalize you for that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, Michael. That's you, right?
2: Oh, um, why the fuck do people pronounce height as height? This is a huge pet peeve of mine. I, I don't know why they do it.
0: I've never heard Heith. that in my life. I don't know.
2: Oh, I hear, it. I hear it all the time.
0: What like what is your height? How do they say it? I've, I don't Heith. think I've ever heard that. Nope. Uh, Charlie says, who is worse, cyclists or dog owners who don't clean up their dog's crap? Ooh, cyclists.
2: I don't nearly kill myself by stepping in somebody's dog, some, someone dog's crap. Someone's, someone's
0: dog crap. took a shit on my lawn, though, uh, a couple of really? weeks ago. And I don't know who I'd it was. would imagine the rage. Yeah, uh, that that's not cool. All right. I know there's nothing you can do about piss. I will look past the piss, even though I'm not happy about that. You can't really clean it up. If it's in the yeah. snow, maybe you could scoop it up, I guess. But you're not going to. I get it. The shit, though. Like, what are you doing? And the thing that irritates me.
2: <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>
0: thing that irritates me too is like i live in one of these classic cookie cutter kind of uh suburban housing developments where all the houses are more or less the same and we all live in like a big circle and there's a big circular trail around back around all the houses yeah so it's like there actually is a great place right out there to go walk your dog in fact it's where i walk my dog and um and and every once in a while in that situation i will admit guilt like your dog takes a shit and you don't have the bag all right it is what it is but it's sort of like a Trail in the grass. It's not someone's lawn. Yeah. Why aren't you walking your dog out there? Like, who? I, the people who walk their dogs in front of people's houses on the front lawn and let them shit on the front lawn, you're the worst. I don't understand. I don't understand that at all. There's all kinds of more appropriate places. But the same thing with cycling. Why do you choose the roads with no shoulders? To ride your stupid do you skinny do this? tire yeah. bicycle.
2: There's so many places you could do this where you're not going to drive people off of the road mm. or kill yourself. It's maddening. I,
0: I think cyclists are the bigger menace to society. Although I certainly get into uh, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino mode. You know, I'm tempted to grab the M1 and say get off. I, I mean, I rarely witness it. I just she- see the occasional shit after the fact. But if I <laughs> next time I witness it, speaking of immoral means, should I just grab yeah. the M1 and pull the old get off my lawn?
2: I think God will forgive you. Even
0: though that'll be a felony assault in the state of Montana. But if we had John Dutton as governor, he'd probably pardon me. Yeah. Mr. Am I up or are you up? I think you're up. up. Uh,
2: Was was it a really short one?
0: Well, I'll read it. Mr. Pepe's homo hammer. Oh, this is uh, DePap, the San Francisco, Paul Pelosi guy. Uh, How do you think? How bad do you think? things will get is that is that it there's no more to the question how bad do you mm-hmm. think things will get okay.
2: Um. yeah I mean I think we do a lot of this uh, doom porn I do it a lot too because I part of me wants things to collapse because I want people to get their immediate comeuppance for their policy decisions and so it's kind of like this this fantasy for me even though I'd be living in a hellish nightmare Um. but what is more realistic is that it's going to be a slow descent into uh third world chaos. I might've told you guys, but I was in LA a few weeks ago and like, it looks like the fucking Barrios there. And I think that it's just going to be like that. Like every time I drive across America and I look at small town America, it's just people addicted to opiates, like white people addicted to opiates. And then like black people committing crimes and like, everything's broken down. Nothing works. It, it's It's like the infrastructure just starts to to break down like packages stop getting delivered mail you can't get healthcare uh gas is so expensive you can't get anywhere you can't buy new things y- you just see infrastructure breaking down until eventually you just have to start doing all these things for yourself that you used to outsource and then if you aren't self sufficient uh you die
0: yeah really Uh, I I would agree with that analysis. Do I think that we're going to end up in Civil War II by this time next year? Well, I wouldn't count out that possibility. I wouldn't say it's likely either. However, again, on trajectories here, as a general rule of history, power concentrates until it becomes unstable and then it explodes spectacularly. You, You tell me where we are in that sequence of events. The concentration of power is slow motion. Sometimes that takes even centuries time to become sufficiently concentrated for the spectacular explosion. But that's all we're watching in every single way. Power is concentrating in this country and it will become unstable. And is that going to be this year, next year, decade from now? I just hope that we have the sense to recognize the instability and try to repair it before the real danger is realized. And by the real danger, I mean like physical violence. Yeah. I mean, physical fighting. It, it, if we had the wisdom to see that too few people bossing around the masses is not a stable way to run the country, then we could stop this and we could restore systems of decentralized power and, uh, people determining their own, their own lives and, and mostly, a mostly autonomous relationship between the States and all that. If we had the wisdom to do that, but, of course, it's not just a matter of philosophical wisdom. It's a matter of getting very powerful people to to surrender their power voluntarily. And as another exactly. general rule, that doesn't really happen. People don't really do that once they've accumulated it. So it's going to get bad. Just uh, win. That's my yep. answer. That um, is a good answer. PC Fugno. Okay. <laughs> Matt and Blonde, uh, listening to JBP, as in Jordan Peterson, I assume, about... Climate change idiots wanting us all to save the planet. So I have a question. What if we turned off all the streetlights in the cities? Maybe a listener has knowledge of how much uh, energy a city uses <laughs> for them. And as a bonus, we could reduce the population there also. Keep working harder than an ugly stripper. Cheers. Well, thank you. Uh, just <laughs> I the have city no centers? idea.
2: Would that really help?
0: Well, I guess in theory, right? We're um, We're using a lot less energy. But I don't know how many what's the energy consumption of, say, an urban centers, street lights every night.
2: I'd imagine it's astronomical. But then what's going to be the outcome of that?
0: Uh, There would be a lot more crime, the sort of accelerationist crime that would solve a lot of problems. Well, (laughs) oh, my God, Uh, I I guess I I hadn't thought of that. But you're right. If they want to stick to their principles, maybe maybe you're ahead of the curve here. This will be like the next defund the police. All of these progressive urban centers will be saying turn off the lights. Yeah. And those things actually kind of go hand in hand. Maybe you've, you've thought of something ahead of time
3: here.
2: Oh, Fetterman's lump. Yeah. Uh, our election was a historic first for transhumanism. We will usher in a new cyberpunk dystopian unraveling blonde. Are you familiar with the Strauss Howe generational theory or the fourth turning theory? No. Are you?
0: I don't know what either of these are either. So I'm going to see if I can find a quick explanation. The
2: Strauss-Howe generational theory describes a theorized recurring generation cycle in American history and Western history. According to the theory, historical events are associated with recurring generational archetypes. Huh. That's interesting. So, so it's like every... Hero art. I have heard of this. Hero, artist, prophet, nomad.
0: Oh, those are the archetypes or the, uh, yes. the molds. Yes. Have you ever? I don't know if this fits into it, but have you ever thought of the theory that there's like only X amount of molds of people, and we all it's sort of—it's the of,
2: NPC theory, right? I don't know
0: if it's just like it's like when you meet people who remind you so much of somebody else, both in their look and their mannerisms and all that. Oh yeah. It's like there's there's maybe there's a hundred or a thousand molds of people that exist, and we all fit into one of them. This this would sort of be along those lines. It's like you have a a predestined mold or personality into which you fit. And that has historical consequences. That mold or that personality only comes around X amount of years or X generations. And that mold or that personality has X consequences. Hmm. They say history repeats itself. I mean, that would, that this theory would be a part of that, that personalities repeat themselves generationally. Thus history follows.
2: Yeah, this is interesting. I think that's true. That's true.
0: Hmm. It, uh, the the great debate there would be the nature versus nurture type thing. Are are these people predestined by their personality archetype or their mold to create certain historical outcomes, or are they? Does their life experience mold them into that personality over time?
2: It's interesting because I I fight with my two friends about this just all the time because they believe that everything is environmental. Like, yeah, I I don't believe
0: that shit at all. I hate that. No, neither do (laughs) I
2: I argue with them constantly about it, but they believe that like, do you know what the BRAC gene is? I brought this up to them. No, it's this gene that dictates with tremendous accuracy, whether or not you're going to get ovarian or breast cancer. So like Christina Applegate had it. She had a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy. Uh huh. Like just she had her breast removed. Her, like both
0: of them hacked off is what you're saying
2: before she ever had cancer because there Didn't was such uh, a Angelina high rate. Angelina
0: Jolie do that. Too? So did Angelina Jolie. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's it's a gene that you have. You can test for it. Um, and ovarian cancer is a really shitty cancer to get. So like obviously some things have genetic predisposition and like, but they think that you can change your pre- genetic predisposition with like diet and and exercise and things like that.
0: I'm sure it could help. It's the same thing with uh, yeah. It, you know, it, your, can,
2: it can't hurt, right? Yeah. Um, but then I watched this documentary that I always talk about 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 those triplets that were separated at birth. And we have this wealth of um of of twin studies through this through all this data. And like the similarities between these identical triplets that grew up entirely differently, hmm. different socioeconomic backgrounds. It's like it's just startling. Like there's no way that genetics doesn't have a, a tremendous influence even a predetermining influence on the effects of our lives. You
0: can see it. As I've mentioned before, um, my wife was adopted and she did not know her biological mom until she was 18 around that age. And I actually got to meet her biological mom before her adoptive parents. And they, they didn't know each other in their entire, in her developmental life. But you see them, not only do they look like sisters as you'd expect, um, but just their mannerisms, their behavior so similar, even though that mom did not have the direct influence on her daughter, there's just like a biological component to that. They behave yeah. a certain way because of a, a biological predisposition. It's very clear. You can see it, obviously, and it, that manifests itself in all sorts of ways. It might be disease. It might be behavior. Um, I, <laughs> one of the most frustrating conversations I ever had with a, a friend. On this topic, it was on the topic of intelligence because this is where people get most uncomfortable with it. That's why the race and IQ stuff gets so controversial and, and all of that. There are a lot of people that believe that biology or your genetics have nothing to do with your intelligence at all. I had a friend who firmly believed the phrase the way he phrased it was everyone has equal capacity for intelligence
2: that's which so just retarded. Me. I was
0: like, yeah, everybody has equal capacity to dunk a basketball too. Right? Like, no, no. And it's not the same thing with your physical capacity. You know, there's probably a range of strength and athletic achievement that I can achieve that I can perform. Yeah. And if I train really hard, I might be able to be X percent better, but I don't think there's any reality in which I'm an NFL player just by effort alone. I just don't think that I have that athletic Gene in me to achieve that same thing with intelligence if I study really hard or work really hard at a certain um, mental skill or thinking style or problem solving there's a range of intelligence that I could achieve right Uh, um, but you can't tell me that like everybody starts out blank slate and nobody's just kind of inherently smarter than others at birth. Mm -hmm. it's preposterous people don't like it because they assign a value thing to it like oh if you're dumb you your life doesn't matter or something no it's not that it's not that at all it's just some people are born with exceptional gifts uh in various capacities and some people aren't and i i i think that part of life is searching for where those talents lie for you right you know i i hope that i'm good at what i do (laughs) you know but like uh that's everybody has to find that thing, you know, like they're yeah, exactly. It's not playing basketball for me, it's talking in a microphone about something or whatever, but but that's. I don't say that to judge other people like, oh, you're an idiot or, oh, you're not athletic or whatever. It's like, I, I genuinely believe people, everybody has some skill that they're just kind of naturally better at others than uh, well, than of others. Course. And you have to find And then that. when
2: people people get so hung up on this race and IQ thing, I don't know why. And And when they do, they're implicitly recognizing that they believe that intelligence is the most important value, but it's yeah. truly not. It's truly not. Have you ever talked to somebody that has like a like a 140 IQ and went to an Ivy League, but they like
0: no social skills
2: well, not that, but like they are uh, like a hardened leftist or like a feminist or oh, sure
4: yeah.
2: it's it's like how you can have so much raw intelligence but if you don't apply it to moral issues then it you might as well I, I would rather talk to somebody of average or less than average intelligence. That um, has a moral core.
0: Well, I think in many ways we're learning the unfortunate reality of that to call back to the uh, conspiratorial talk about Corona and everything else earlier. I mean, I think that a lot of power centers that we're dealing with right now are intelligent people who are morally bankrupt. Yeah. And you see the consequences of that people who are smart enough to move pieces into strategically advantageous places without the moral center or the moral core. To judge whether, in fact, that is the right thing to do, a good thing to do, whether that's respectful of the rights of others. In many ways, you're right. That's the most dangerous type of person capable, um, but morally bankrupt.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I forgot what the original question was, but thank you for the. the, I keep deleting the question. Charlie Uh, says, uh, are you up? I can't remember.
2: If racial minorities holding political power is so praiseworthy, why don't we hear more praise for the leaders of apartheid South Africa? Ooh, well, um, well, I think you answered your own question, right? It's it's not about being a racial minority. It's about being a non-white racial minority.
0: In in weird ways, th- that minority status is weaponized for power. I know that sounds like kind well, of, of a, it is, yeah. a paradox or something, but it totally is why why the idea that being a a minority makes you oppressed or weak in this country that's not the case at all i mean that's being adjudicated before the supreme court right now because if you have the right race you can have a very low test score and get into harvard compared to someone who has the wrong race and a very high test score being a victim is itself an asset in many ways it's uh it's just uh, you get to claim that you're being abused while in fact um if only indirectly abusing others or disadvantaging others on account of your claimed disadvantage all nonsense hockey fanatic says how do republicans get out of their self fulfilling prophecy of losing elections voting is discouraged mail in ballots are discouraged and accepting election results is discouraged it's easy to blame democrats or the system but much harder to admit that republicans cause voters to not trust voting losing voters and then uh, elections now, I, I agree that those are logical consequences the only thing I would dispute in the question is that I I would say uh, Republicans cause voters that Mm
7: -hmm.
0: I I don't know. And maybe it's not way off because I'm sure a lot of people do take cues from politicians like Trump who cast doubts on elections. I'm sure that happens for me though. At least my personal skepticism, increasing skepticism and all of that. It's not really because a politician told it to me. It's just me watching what is happening and in most cases, not all, in, but in a lot of cases, it's it's places of Democrat power centers. But there's a lot of compliant establishment type Republicans who go along with that, too. Yeah. Um, that's not the, the source of that predicament, I suppose, is not really your question, though. The question is, how do you get out of that cycle? Um, I think the, <laughs> that that's really the the dilemma here. There aren't great ways out of that cycle. And I don't think... I don't think that just encouraging people to get motivated to participate in that system is going to be enough. Like I said, it's not it's not going to be enough. The reason this midterm was such a disaster is because people who are trying to convince people to vote Republican were doing exactly that. You're holding events. You're talking on the Internet. And don't get me wrong. I like talking on the Internet. Big (laughs) fan. But you're trying to convince people, trying to convince people to take an affirmative step themselves and relying on the presumption that they will. Democrats, meanwhile, are bringing the ballot to you, doing uh, doing everything they can within the compliance of the law and perhaps even outside of it to have you uh, to effectively fill out your value ballot for you and then bring the ballot back in. It's not a convincing thing. It's not a it's not a sales pitch. It's like I'm going to knock on your door until you're so annoyed with me that you vote. So I go away.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know that we can motivate people to overcome that. You have to play the game you have to find the Fetterman's to vote for you instead of for Fetterman that's the only way out other than complete rejection of the system and saying I'm not participating come and get me those are the only two ways that I see
2: yeah um is it Ashwin yeah or did I delete that okay um good day guys the holy tradition according to Catholics and Orthodox serves as a lens to the correct reading of the Bible any reading of the Bible outside of the holy tradition is seen as heretical to discern this. Both churches affirm a magisterium and what divides them is what the magisterium looks like and how it binds the faithful taking this analogy. Is there an equivalent for the constitution, a tradition that serves as a lens Hmm. by which it should be read and a magisterium that finally decides what is the correct reading and what is not, I suppose that's the Supreme court.
0: In this context, yeah, and I, I'm i the wrong guy to ask about biblical interpretation because...
2: Well, no, you're the right guy to ask about constitutional yeah, interpretation. But I think
0: though. I understand the concepts here enough to apply them.
2: What constitutional tradition serves as a lens through which the entire constitution should be read and interpreted, I guess, is the question.
0: Yeah, well, the the only way to read the constitution and have it function in the way that it is designed to... And indeed, the law overall, this isn't just our Constitution, but if you want a legal system that functions, you have to take the meaning of the words at the time they were written. Otherwise, you have usurped the role of the legislature, the the maker of the laws, and just made the court into its own lawmaker itself because they can decide, no, no, this is what those words mean. Doesn't matter what the people who wrote the law wanted. I say it means this now. Well, then the people who wrote the law are irrelevant and that whole process has just been undermined. So that is the standard. Now, how that applies in the biblical context, I would assume there would be some crossover to understand what this means. You have to look at what the words meant at the time they were written. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, you're making it up. You're just making it up according to modern standards. You're making it up according to what you want it to say rather than what it was intended to say by the person who wrote it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think in in, the, in our government or our legal context, I think you you probably do have to have a Supreme Court body to do that, but maybe not. You know, if we actually if the oath actually meant something and we all actually upheld by we, I mean politicians, not necessarily we. the politicians in power actually upheld their oaths to the Constitution. Uh, maybe the court's only role would be like adjudicating betrayals of it. Yeah. Um, Because if if we all, if we all sworn up, maybe the oath has to be amended. I will uphold. I will, I will, uh, 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 protect and defend the constitution of the United States as it was written, or you know, according to the meaning of the words, uh, by the people who wrote them at the time that they wrote them. Yeah. Maybe you do it something like that, but, I don't know. I'm probably way off. I don't know much about the the biblical context here. Do you have any more thoughts on that? Nope. Hmm. Danny from Montana says, how forgiving should we be to our COVIDian family members this holiday? Uh, I'm the only one in my entire family that's not vaxxed. When all of this started, I questioned if I was made an outsider, uh, an outsider rather. Told I need to wear a mask if I want to come to family events and called every name under the the sun. Personally, I want to rock the boat, but I also think family is very important and keeping the peace should outweigh the conflict. What do you guys think?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think people should blow up their family, but like people need to pay for what they've done.
0: Even family.
2: Well, especially family, right? That's who you were supposed to take care of in times like these. And then they, they just, um, put everybody through the ringer. I mean, putting pressure on familial relationships, I can't even believe I'm about to say this because it's so hypocritical, but so that you, so that you can project your hypochondriasis is not, Uh, it's, you know, like when I do it, I'm like, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but we did this on a global scale, right? I have OCD. So even I with your own
0: <laughs> health related anxiety, it is hard for me to imagine your health related anxiety severing family relationships and specifically that with, you know, say your daughter or something like that.
2: I know it's so crazy to me, but people did that. And then they subjected that, you know, I saw a sign in my pediatrician's office like we now vaccinate six month old. No, oh, great. Like, like parents were yeah. jazzed to to do this. Um, and I just don't really have any sympathy for them because I didn't fall for it. And I am like the person that would have fallen for this. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that the people need to be punished. They need to be told, like, I, I think that if this happened to me, my family was so cool during COVID. They were awesome. They really kept me grounded. Um, I think if this had happened to me, I'd be like, listen, like, I don't want to blow up the family. I want to continue to have a relationship with you, but you need to tell me that you were wrong, why you were wrong. And that you're sorry. Like you need to Ooh. tell me that.
0: Uh, I I don't think that that's necessarily outrageous. I think you're being pretty civil. If this sort of person threatened to exclude you or tried to force masks on you, this is well. And the, then you the, burn
2: their house down. After <laughs> <they
0: burn them. laughs> uh, if it was me, and again, this is a situation in which I feel very fortunate because my family got it. Uh, they and and I think some of them were a little more cautious than others, but there was nobody in my family who yeah. was a complete. Uh, asshole about it and really tried to control others or sever others from events or family um, participation, whatever. So I didn't, I didn't experience this directly, but had I, as I will, uh, as I constantly, as we constantly discuss, I, I have to treat family integrity as right up there with the most important values. It's not, I would say it's not the most important because there are things that family can do to yeah. you that will cause them yeah. to be disowned if your family, uh, you know, if they, if they commit uh, serious crimes, if they, if they violate the highest principle to me, that is the truth itself. If they do any of that stuff, but, but just being like a, a Corona asshole to me is not necessarily a sufficient uh, moral violation in general for me to want to blow up a family over it. Yeah. Um, I do understand your appetite to try to get an apology. Maybe maybe I would do that depending on what they did to me. But <laughs> I will also say that when I have to ask someone for an apology, it means way less to me. I, I If I have to ask someone for an apology, I almost don't yeah. care even if they comply.
2: But it's not about the apology. It's about the humiliation.
0: I see. So you're <laughs> you're just looking to flex a little bit on them like they flexed on you in the past. That's totally odd. yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. And in in fact, I think in many ways it's 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 quite honest and saying, listen, I want to maintain the peace here, but you were a real fucker and you're gonna to have to atone for that.
2: <laughs> I know, yeah. That's it. But then I would get over it. Yeah.
0: And 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 you do that in family conflicts all the time, whether it's corona or otherwise. That's quite healthy actually to say that you were a real fucker in this context, but I want to maintain the family integrity. So let's agree to come to terms on this and then we'll move on. That's way better than, I think the one thing you don't want to do, whatever you decide, don't be the passive aggressive person. And I say that Mm. as someone who's had those tendencies in the past where I'm just going to, I'm going to attend, but I'm going to make my dissatisfaction known by being quiet or being distant. Uh, Yeah, that's lame. Don't, don't do that. If you have grievances, go ahead and air them uh, and and Agreed. resolve that conflict. Dargon the dejected. Oh, you're, you're up on this one.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I keep hearing uh, talking heads on the right talk about vote by mail and ballot harvesting is the main reason for losing the Senate and governor seats. There is this focus on getting back to pre-COVID voting rules or the left will never lose again. If the left has power now, how... Would we ever get the voting rules changed? Won't the left just solidify these voting rules? And if so, how could we ever vote our way out of this? That's the great question. Uh, Yeah, you you
0: likely won't. And I don't think that's why I keep using the word farm harvest. It's not voting in the traditional sense of convincing people to vote. I I think that ship has sailed. And if people who think otherwise go, let's watch what happens in 2024. Yeah. If 2024 is some great performance for Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, whoever's put up. I guess I'll believe in the old get out the vote uh, by traditional (laughs) means. But until I see that work again, I don't believe that ever will. So, yeah, again, you have two options out farm the farmers or or pass and just refuse the system. Uh, But I I certainly see the predicament, too. It's like, yeah, you want to change. uh, I say change the rules. Restore the rules is really what it's all about. Yeah. Ideally, I want to go. I want to have a system. If I'm voting in my state right now, um, I would structure. I would say you're voting in person with ID on election day, period. Absentee ballots will be. I would I would say that those should be given out only with an excuse. Now a yeah. lot of people are on the other side and say, well, you should have to request one, but any reason is fine. Okay. I'll, I'll meet you at request them and their signature verified and all that. But we need to go back to a system where, number one, it's secure. Mm-hmm. Number two, there aren't random people delivering uh, your ballot and all that. And and number three, that you have to vote on a particular day so that we're all operating really with the same set of facts, too. I really hate that that uh, 600,000 some votes were cast in Pennsylvania before anyone ever saw John Fetterman debate. Yeah. Good Lord. You might have a, t- uh, if you have people voting over a month, a month's period, people will vote early and they will not receive the full set of facts that the people who vote on election day had when they made that decision. Mm-hmm. That matters. Um, yeah. So that, that's how, but that, that's the sort of thing I would structure, how you achieve that without gaining power. Like in a state like mine, you could, we have the legislature, we have the governor, you can do that and they probably will do some of that. But if you want to achieve it in the states that matter from the presidential election or even you know the Senate or uh, certain uh, contested congressional races, yeah, you mm-hmm. want to do this in Pennsylvania? You want to do it in Georgia, Arizona? There are a lot of entrenched Democrats in those places. It's just not possible. And I wouldn't have a big problem with it if they want to run their stupid states that way. It doesn't really uh, have any effect on me. I, I'm willing to allow you to do that. But they've structured it in such a way that they've built an impenetrable wall protecting their path to the presidency. And, and now the presidency isn't just a guy who sort of peace keeps between the states and represents yeah. us internationally. Now he's a guy who forces you to pay for some dumbass pink haired gender studies degree or mm-hmm. something like that. There's all kinds of consequences to the presidency. And that's why it's kind of everybody's problem now. Anyway, I, I hate to leave you hanging Dargon, but uh, how do we ever vote our way out of this? We don't. That's the, Unfortunate answer. It's not happening. Farm or quit. Yeah. That's what we have. Chris <laughs> to the J says question um what should uh what should we be focusing on at the local level since the federal government will likely be stagnant to an extent to keep the Republicans happy? Uh we have a slim majority. Well, uh that's uh <laughs> we should be focusing on election rules. I think uh getting those short up would be great. But that's sort of the great thing about local issues is I don't know what the issues are in your place. I know what bothers me here um, and voting on you know, there's a lot of property tax issues in this state. There's a lot of um, the stuff that they did uh, with school closures and all, and all the you know, forcing masks on our kids in the schools around here. All of those local issues matter to me quite a lot. But where you live, I don't know. And that's that's great. Like I don't have to know and I shouldn't really yeah, want and to. And you know.
2: shouldn't really want to. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I, I would just hope that everyone could agree on on principles of maintaining a certain level of uh, integrity in our election systems, but
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's just catch up with chat. We'll call it a night. Thanks to our question askers, by the way. Once again, if you want to send an email question. Matt Christensen slash contact is the way to do that. As a reminder, we will be uh, off next week. So no email questions next week, but we'll return to your questions on the 30th.
2: Did you do general grievance?
0: Let me see. I left off on, uh, n- no, I left off on GIAR. So general grievance is up next.
2: Democracy is cringe. Democrats don't campaign because they don't need to. The media campaigns for them. Three Democrat campaign budgets go to ballot harvesting for I refer you to point number one, which (laughs) was democracy is cringe.
0: That does seem, that looks like the sequence of events. Yeah.
2: Yep. Knuckle hunky buck, victory against them without principles, no victory. We just become them. You don't change the zeitgeist by getting better at cheating. You do it by inspiring good in others only through principle. Um, And while I agree with you, aren't there higher values than that for all of us? Every single one of us values the lives of our family more than we value our principles. I mean, it, there there are reasons. There are legitimate reasons to compromise your values.
0: I, I don't know. I actually don't know what you mean there. The survival of yourself and your family is of the utmost
2: importance, and there might is, be but a situation, but where those a, are conflicting. Uh,
0: can you can you explain one? Of what
2: we're the only way. I, I mean, I, I hate to get into these hypotheticals because you know they're they're so uh, ridiculous. But there are obviously situations where. Um, in order to uphold a higher value, you have to violate a lesser value.
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree. I suppose I could agree with that. I guess what I'm thinking of violating a higher value to achieve a lower value. Yeah. Like but, the inversion but of that. Hierarchy. Are your
2: principles your absolute highest value?
0: Well, my my own survival is, and the survival of my family, of course, is... Perhaps the highest principle, I suppose, yeah, but that, of course, but, yeah. but that is limited. That doesn't mean that just because I suspect someone is shady or something that I get to go kill them or something like that. Like that, there No, are no lim- of
2: course not. But, but like, if you had to, for whatever hypothetical lie, cheat, steal, whatever, to save the lives of your family, every one of us would do it. And it, we wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even be um, wrong. We wouldn't even be wrong. To well, do it. it would not be immoral.
0: I, well, the only pushback, I guess I would say is that you actually don't necessarily ensure your family's survival by doing those things. Yeah. You, you might have to, you're not going to abuse other people into your own family's survival. It seems hard for me to think of that sort of situation. If they attack but, you and did, you defend yourself, sure. They
2: exist. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is in this, in this situation that he's talking about where, um, Western values that uh, make all of our lives better, that are good for the world, are being compromised and subverted. Um, <clears throat> if they could be restored through us subverting our enemy and destroying our enemy that way, then that's a higher value. It's a, it's a higher value than us compromising our principles of our perceived morality.
0: I, I, I'm going to have to think some more about this i'm kind of, I kind of have tired brain right now to be honest so, so I, I feel a little I cloudy but i get my problem here is uh you could justify every theft by saying well it's for the survival of my family
2: no i you, mean you would there has to be a good reason
0: well but if the reason is the survival of my family why is that not a good reason
2: there has to be i mean i'm not the person to to draw all of these lines because the, the person that would be doing these risk-benefit analysis and, like, really care about them would actually have these values. Hmm. Somebody that's, like, going and stealing a loaf of bread and being like, oh, I justify this. So that's not a principled person to begin with, right?
0: Uh, yeah, well, but, but that anal- that scenario is very interesting. Uh, the, like, is it fine for someone to steal a loaf of bread to feed his starving family? My answer to that has always for been... Sure. "Um, yeah. My answer to that is, is no, it's not fine to steal that. There are... it. It's someone else's property. They have the rights to that property. If you really needed it urgently, you could still return to that person and repay the debt. You could say, yeah, I had to take this bread. It was rightfully not mine. I would like to make that right to you by whatever, working for you to repay the debt, doing whatever the, the, theft itself is, is never really a necessity. You can always go back and, and clean that up.
2: I mean, the theft is clearly sometimes a necessity.
0: But you can resolve it later, I guess. Like, even if you, let's put it this way. If I, um, if I, let's say, like, in a weird scenario where I find a woman in labor on a street side and she needs to go to the hospital and there's a car right there that has its, uh, that's opened up and the keys are in the ignition, Mm. perhaps I might take it to get her to the hospital. But that doesn't mean that I just sit on that car for the rest of my life and steal it. I would still make every effort to, to write that with the person who owns the car.
2: Yeah. But you still a loaf of bread from somebody like, then the guy dies. You can't ever write it. I mean, there are
0: dead. He owns the shop. He's still right there.
2: I'm saying that there, you're not always going to be able to write those wrongs and it doesn't make it. You should try. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Joseph says, anyway. <laughs> just outfarm them in, uh, in pure oligarchy without even the pretense of our current system. It becomes a competition of which team cheats better each season yeah. and elections have zero relation to the consent it, of the government. Exactly. That's totally true. That's why I don't really advocate for, um, for cheating in, in voting. I, I just want, uh, people to totally, uh, divorce themselves from the entire system and not, and not vote.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I don't I, think
2: I've once advocated for cheating.
0: You phrased it really well, uh, Joseph. And that is what is, what is the philosophical basis on which we do this in the first place? Why do we even have these elections? And because mm-hmm. you're right, it's an exercise, uh, pursuant to the consent of the governed.
9: Mm-hmm.
0: Once you've yeah. erased that, and it's just about who collects the most Pokemon or however, we're going to do this. That's not really a consent of the governed thing. That's just, uh, gaming the system, to achieve a certain numeric advantage over others. It's, it's, it's actually about overcoming the consent of other people. It's about overcoming their will. Right. Instead of uh, upholding it. It's a perversion of, of that establishing principle. And, and you phrased it really well. Thank you.
2: Do you want to take over this? Yeah,
0: Donde2K says, I I vote we make Ozpol an honorary pureblood since he uh he did that Matt and Blonde marathon. Uh, I would have... <laughs> I would have offed myself after 30 shows. Come on. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for 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 supporting the show, despite uh, any suicidal inspirations it may have. <laughs> Knuckle Hunky Buck says, not as blonde as I make myself out to be in the belly of the beast. Just doesn't have the same ring to it. It Keep truly dying.
2: doesn't. <sighs> uh,
0: Cam Girl Asuna says, hey, I uh, love you guys. I seem to be missing some uh, channels on, uh, seem to be... Missing some channels in the Discord. Any ideas why? Well, uh, I that would be a question for the guys who maintain the Discord. And that is not me. Because um, when we started the Discord, it was strictly to do this show. And then it kind of became its own thing where people wanted to hang out and talk with each other. So I I have some guys who run it and um, I would just ask them. But as far as I know, I don't think anything was deleted. But over time, certain people want to use the server for certain ways and for certain purposes and some things become sort of uh, obsolete and so they might have just cleaned up in there thank you Uh, giar love the uh, tv talk spy shows like chuck and burn notice i don't know what that is though i Mm. i I have no idea what that show is but thank you for supporting the show (coughs) says uh, scrappy says you fail by quitting um, I, I assume this is may, in maybe the voting context. I don't know what the context is, but just on the principle of, of quitting, uh, I agree that perseverance and a can do attitude and perpetual effort. They're all good tendencies and good principles. That said, some shit has to be quit sometimes yeah. doing the same thing over and over unsuccessfully um, forever is not a good thing they're all whether we're talking about participation in a corrupt system which we may be looking at right now or again like what we're talking about earlier where you've decided like let's just say i decide tomorrow i want to become a rapper right (laughs) just like tyree moorhead i'm an aspiring rapper now that's not me i'm not destined to become a rapper and i guarantee you it would be wise for me to quit (laughs) rapping because that's not it's not my path um so i agree that that You shouldn't have a uh, 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 quitting should not be your default, but knowing when to quit is kind of a a good thing. Yeah. And I don't I mean, I think in in a lot of I take no joy in saying it because I'm not a quitter type personality. I I do want to see things through and put up the effort, but I'm seeing a lot of. um, Well, I'm just feeling a lot of. Maybe quitting is the right decision as far as the trajectory of our country. Not quitting on our country. I still believe in its values and its philosophy, but quitting on this perversion of it, just opting out and saying, I'm not participating with you freaks, so you're going to have to come and get me if you want to. <laughs> that's what I mean by quitting. It's not like, yeah, I'm not quitting my life. I'm not quitting everything that's important to me, my family, what I do on a day to day basis, It's just quitting your relationship with these corrupt people. Yep, that's all justifiably stupid says daryl brooks was sentenced today six life sentences plus 672 and a half years in jail plus 305 years of supervision as someone said to me yesterday until the next corona hits and then he'll be let out yeah really just like Like it's fine Uh, they they read like 60 statements or something victim statements to this guy mr harry pole wow we're (laughs) uh, uh, just a few more here uh thank you for the support for the show guys i've just been ad-libbing so much that uh taking up time here um justifiably stupid read that one mr harry pole i'm fascinated by your future president john fetterman i wonder is the neck lump controlling its host is there an alien worm inside it like that weird tia uh, the next generation episode or maybe fetterman is a growth on the lump (laughs) right had you thought of that
2: i hadn't i wish i had though
0: poosling and patriot says hot liberals are going to show up in uh droves to poop on matt's lawn now they might but you know it's not like i uh i'm not living in san francisco where they're pooping on the street by default so (laughs) but yeah i suppose if you want to get me if you really want to get me captured get me in trouble just bring your dog to take a shit on my lawn and bait me into doing the clint eastwood get off my lawn routine and then i'll be arrested and all of this will be over Knuckle Hunky Buck says compromising your principles is how you become corrupted. Corruption continues to corrupt. Compromise, as charitable as it sounds, can be poison. Of course, it's a a relative term. Compromise with what? Um, You compromise with communism, you end up in trouble, for example. You Mm -hmm. compromise with murderers and thieves, you end up in trouble. Thunderstorm, the Greek oligarchs that changed public voting to private voting was to take power from the people and the leader or the king by controlling the private count. I don't know much about the history on that at all. So maybe I should look at it. Maybe there are some uh, parallels. Lastly, Knuckle Hunky Buck says, Matt, you should actually start rapping. Your initials are already MC. I bet you could spit some bars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I could write for, maybe I could write some stuff, but as far as the actual rapping, I'm not doing that.
2: Oh, it'd be fun.
1: No, that's not happening.
0: Okay, Uh, anything else before we are out of here?
2: No, thanks for joining us, guys.
0: Appreciate uh, your participation as always. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for sending us your email questions. Thanks for your super chats. Thanks for your jokes. Thanks for all of those things very much appreciated as a reminder we will be off next week for the pre-thanksgiving wednesday of november 23rd but we'll return with the call-in show as usual on november 30th and all of your sunday shows will remain uninterrupted live at nine eastern as usual speaking of we'll be back nine eastern on sunday have a great week until then